All right. We're recording. Micah, Cody. What's up? Dudes, paramedics. We'll talk about all that. Have you been by the new the new spot yet? Did his, you work out at Back to Basic? Yeah, previously? I've been there to lift weights with this dude a few times. Yeah, I've been going there for like, oh man, since I was in the hog trough. Years, yeah. Yeah. Which it's only, it was only, it was open for like 15, right? Yeah, I think he started it. It's been open 15 years and yeah. I think he built it and everything, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, he was telling me a story. I didn't know it used to be over behind uh, behind the hotel, on the other side of the hotel, like where the, the Messianic Jewish church is uh, over by Ruby Tuesday. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's like a strip mall <laughs> in front of Ruby Tuesday, and there's yeah. a Messianic Jewish yeah, I know church, what you're about, yeah. uh, which is interesting to me as a historian who teaches like history of Christianity and judaism and <laughs> civ one i'm just like best of both worlds yeah, hey yeah. i mean yeah. i bet y'all are excited to have a lot more space oh dude eight thousand square feet we're the demo of the walls is going good uh and we're gonna pro- start start rebuilding that ceiling grid back this weekend is the plan so y'all gonna have a hot yoga in there too yeah i can't wait dude, i, I want to do hot yoga i, I hear know. fucking joe rogan talk about it all the time yeah yeah uh, our instructor we're gonna have for that she's actually been on the podcast aaron claire yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, she's, she, oh, I gotta have her back on i'm gonna have her husband on too i had her husband in class and speech but i didn't really i didn't really like his class uh, but it was because he was like always making us do crazy stuff, and I was like, "Dude, I'm like 20, I'm like You're 26 <laughs> years old taking this class right now because I gotta I do it for general eds. Uh, I'm like a senior in this history course. What year did you graduate college? <sighs> How old were I've you? Had, I mean? I've, uh, let's see. I think 2015 is when I got my master's degree. Right, I went back to school for my undergraduate in '09. Uh, so I dropped out of school like three times. You're pretty non-traditional. Yeah, Cause that gives yeah. me hope, man. I was, like 20, I was like I was like 28 when I got twice. my master's, dude. I Going mean, back to school when you're older is super intimidating. Did you? Are you doing that right now? Yeah. Did you? But you went to the military, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've had some breaks and stuff, but yeah, I'm going back trying to finish. And what are you doing? Uh, I'm trying to do biology. I'm gonna try to get into like a, a med school or PA. So shoot, nice. shoot my shot. He's gonna get into the DO school in Fort Smith. They've got the uh, second highest acceptance rate in the nation, so there's a, there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, I had uh, Dr. Nandivada on. Have you had her for any science classes or anything? I heard her voice in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, she is her. <laughs> she's super cool. Um, I got to have physics her, in the spring. I got to have her on. She knows all about you know theories about other realities oh, and dude, string theories, simulation theory. She knows. We didn't really get into that, but like her her research is interesting and then just her knowledge of physics i'm like dude that dude who was on the joe rogan podcast talking about um simulation oh that guy was a philosopher right he he was saying that it's almost if you just look at the probabilities it's almost it's a higher probability that we are in a simulation dude i've been on this uh taoism it's spelled with a t and Dao. yeah Yeah. uh, i hear mckenna talk about that a lot well man they just like they don't believe any of this is real a taoist uh, like a taoist monk or a taoist renunciate is another one a wandering monk they don't necessarily live in the monastery they're like none of this is real like this realm like this three-dimensional yeah, reality like everything we're experiencing they're like this is all an illusion and what it, we're just 
are a vessel preparing for what comes next and it's it's some of the wildest philosophy i have ever yeah i'm gonna have across. to look into that we've that, been talking a lot about fourth so, dimensions and so they think that we're like a like a spirit in a meat vessel or something uh, in a sense yes and they think that uh, they believe in reincarnation so they think that um like basically there's this one in this one story where this uh this Taoist monk got reverted back to being a toad for mm. like a thousand years <laughs> right yeah that would suck yeah but they believe it's like whatever you are is because it serves a point in the purpose of a much grander narrative of which yeah. this is like the tiniest blip of the hmm. narrative if you think about our yeah. little speck of planet in relation to you know multiple galaxies and a maybe multiple universes <laughs> multiple dimensions yeah uh, yeah that too that so <clears throat> interesting but yeah okay so they believe in like astral projection hmm. like uh, like achieving a, a state of meditation and being able to le- physically leave your body all sorts of wild stuff i've heard i've heard of that I mean, like people doing that holotropic breathing and different breathing techniques to <clears throat> change their consciousness hicks and gracie talks about yeah, that. yeah yeah i've yeah he does. My dog is no ticks and after it's <laughs> Man, It's weird, right? Because so how, like, take psychedelics, like experiences in your change in consciousness with psychedelics. It doesn't seem like this world that, that we're in right now, this reality is real. It seems like it's a, some type of veil over our consciousness. But then how do yeah. you know if that's not all just in your brain? That, yeah, that's the big debate. I was just, somebody just said the exact same thing. Like, it's what's wild is so many people that ha- have and have not done psychedelics still can't definitively answer that question. Is am, is this like uh, a glimpse of the other side or something else or somewhere else that actually exists? Or am I just imagining all this like a dream mm-hmm. i don't know if we'll ever know uh-huh. but what if dreams were the same trip as psychedelics well what if this like what if we're all like it what if it's just all a different experience of consciousness right like, like consciousness like, this is dreaming is a different state of consciousness psychedelics is a different state of consciousness mm-hmm. um i mean it's kind of wild that like our body just lies vacant for hours not doing anything just like somebody could just come along and just kill you yeah it doesn't really make biological sense like like if you know because we're not safe during that time technically and if because i feel like we lose a sense of where we are in the food chain in this in in modernity you know like so where we actually are is we're prey <laughs> and uh when we're sleeping i mean that's but it doesn't it doesn't like our brain and shit heal when we're sleeping yeah yeah it's it it depends too i like i've been trying to play with like my digestion a whole lot and one of the theories is like uh if your body is not digesting food it is healing everything else Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. it depends on like that's why you hear people be like yeah you need to be awake a while after you eat Mm. like and that's hard Mm. for me because i usually get home like nine o'clock at night eat and then go to sleep like right after yeah so but then you can do it like on that's why people intermittent fast or why like i won't eat until or i'll just eat the certain right of the day right now is how, what i've been doing i don't know if your if your brain though will heal because how do you explain i don't sleep very well 
so well, I don't think my brain heals at night. <laughs> some people, some up. people, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had, you know, I've had problems sleeping o- over the last like uh, three or four years, but it, I've really been able to regulate it. So mm-hmm. I and I too, I had this big stint where I was on melatonin. Man, that's the I, I did that too. Yeah, are you taking it right now? No, it I got me, off of it. I think it makes my dreams worse. It did. I didn't dream. It was like getting punched in the face of sleep, mm-hmm. and then I would wake up. And that's something too. It's almost like anesthetic mm-hmm. when I went to sleep. Cause when I, anytime I've gone under anesthetic, which has only been two times, I guess I have no recollection. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's the idea. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Other than drop. talking shit in my head that's about the idea. anesthesiologist. It's being better like, than. I hope not. people don't. All the <laughs> no, people I've yeah. anesthetized. I yeah. hope they don't. Remember. I hope they don't remember anything. It's better that way. It was yeah. some shit, man. That's wild. You ever hear about people like, which I'm sure you have, uh, like they're awake, but yeah, I, I think I've heard story, anecdotal stories about. I think that. that's a that's poor medicine medicinal practice if you don't do things correctly. Yeah, I think you can cause it. There was a doctor in like Arizona who was just uh, like paralyzing people but not sedating them. Yeah, and, like, and, and I mean, in their ears. And I know people. <laughs> I know people in their practice yeah. that uh, that don't use enough sedative. Right. And and just go straight to paralyzing paraly- re-paralyzing people it's an old school way of thought that a lot of people still have is if <coughs> so it's an actual like people might be doing it on purpose no they well, just don't think just, they know better they're just, not trained well enough just uh-huh. ignorant or uh, incompetent yeah emergency that. medicine yeah we don't that uh. I like to knock you the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's better for everybody. You know, actually, I've been an exercise as a child. Check this out. My parents, like, for whatever reason, decided to not get me circumcised until I was, like, two years old. Like, why are, <sighs> I, I don't even, like, let's not even get into that. That's, like, <laughs> yeah. that's like super weird to me, man. As an adult, I'm like, oh, do, do you have sons? I have a son, yes. Bo Nash. Yeah, Bo. Bo, I like that name. He's a beast. Yeah, but I mean that's kind of weird. And, but anyways, I got circumcised at two years old for whatever reason. Yeah. I woke up during the during oh, the procedure, dude. I don't really have like a memory of it, but my my parents told me it happened and like probably parents, traumatized them. Yeah, yeah. But that's wild. It, it, uh, and. I'm sure that stuff like that happens all the time, especially like the younger, the kid, like it's got to be like a, a delicate mixture, right? Yeah. I would say like, once again, you have to be competent. Anytime you, you put someone down, you have to do it the right way. And everybody's body reacts differently. There's a lot of variables that go into, you know, anesthetizing people and how people react to the medicines and what medicines are already on. I mean, it's an eight year you know it's eight year process yeah. for an anesthesiologist to do it and we get we get kind of <laughs> crash course yeah a little crash course there's a, there's a dude I trained with one time he he doesn't live in Memphis anymore but he did I can't remember where he moved to this dude's like a multi-time pan a world champion former Navy SEAL hmm. but he's an anesthesiologist and uh, one of the best dudes I ever trained he's like 50 but he looks super young like couldn't when he told me he was 50 I was like prove it <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. And like I have a background in judo and it, like we kind of established that we both had done judo and this dude threw me with like a, like a throw that I like really, I like to do it all the time. Like where you faked for the shoulder throw, but then you do the inside trip and they go backwards. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're going to throw them forward. And he did that to me, and I just like floated to the ground, man. I was just like, also, was a smooth landing. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, He's a it was it, it it was it was so smooth. But the timing and of the off balance and like how he made me like kind of like oh i don't want to go forward and he's like you're not i hate judo yeah <laughs> dude it's it, dude i'm not an athletic know. person i don't like i played football in high school i was a lineman you know i you could do. make i could Quick make tackle. up for my lack of athleticism by just getting after people you know what i mean and judo to me i feel I almost said it. I almost said the hard word. I know. <laughs> hey, yeah, you know. But I, 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 I feel very un- uncoordinated. You got some like, judo savage. We got some judo savages in the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially John. Oh John is, and we've, you know, we don't do it as much as we used to because we've input because we've the, the original goal was to be able to have a jujitsu program that was not deficient in stand up. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I think has been the outcome. Yeah. Uh, but two that just gave like there's enough people there that now have done judo have a background in judo that it's just a part of the culture of what we do it's like leg locks and everything else but no rolling with him gi versus no gi complete difference john yeah it's crazy yeah i was like man why are you taking it easy on me he's like i just have a different mindset when i put that gi on yeah yeah (laughs) much slower yeah (laughs) the beast comes out that yeah well too it's like it's wild uh the gi game is slower and more methodical, but you can like, there's so much more on the stand-up spectrum, the ability to kind of jerk people around and yeah. jerk them off balance. Figure, I mean, by no means am I competent at anything jujitsu related, but he's got to figure it out. He was throwing me like, I haven't thrown. And then That's it was good. ego. He's like, nobody wants to, nobody ever wants to stand. I'm glad you are. And I was like, oh, I'm not everybody. I'll stand. Yeah. Three yeah well, dude, that's how you get better, <laughs> yeah, three man. Three rounds later, I'm like walking <laughs> off flipping. That's how you get better, unfortunately. <laughs> like, I, I like when I give like the sparring talk and boxing or kickboxing, I'm just like, yeah, so the cost of getting better is potential brain damage. You know, <laughs> uh, every time brain you mess go. up, you get hit <laughs> in the brain. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a trap, man. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So you guys are off work today. Yeah. You off work tomorrow? You work tomorrow? What do you? We go back in Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. Blue, okay. Blue shift. And those are like twenty. Do those twenty-four hour shifts? So mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So are you ever like? Is there ever like? Let's say so that's seventy-two hours you're going to be on the job. So you mm-hmm. paramedics, right? Is there ever a stint where you're just like, it's just a fuck show. You're just slammed. Man, that's out. how our last shift was. Yeah. It was like probably 23 hours of just getting it. Yeah. And, and is it always just like trauma that you deal with? No. It's just. It. So we work for a, a private ambulance service in Clarksville. Our ideas do not reflect our uh, place of employment. My, my <laughs> thought, my expressed thoughts and opinions do not represent those of my employer. Okay, so we work for a private ambulance service in Clarksville um, that mostly does transfers. So we do a lot of what's called interfacility transfers from little hospitals to, to bigger hospitals. Um, and we do backup now and once for Johnson County Ambulance. Where, where are some hospitals you, you had to take people to? Oh, man, everywhere. JRMC to We do to all the little transfers Rock. out of Johnson Regional just about. But, like, well, where are you going? UAMS, Baptist, SVI, SVI. Fort Smith. Baptist, Fort uh, Smith. Psych, pa- psych patients we take everywhere in the state. I ended up in Tulsa shift before oh, last. Wow. Out of state too, huh? Jonesboro. Yeah. Jonesboro's a ways off. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, what is that? Like three hours almost. It's long. Yeah. Usually that's for just like psychiatric patients because there's so many they can't find a room. Do they have to go to an institution? Or? Yeah. They yeah. just And there's so a many. A lot of psych transfers, it's, man. It's nuts. Uh, is that like mental illness, meth? Like, oh. so anytime yes. that it's, anytime <laughs> most of it ends up being um, 
it, even if you say that you want to kill yourself, I mean, to one of us or a nurse or a doctor, they deem that you, they have to, they have to take you into, if they think that you actually want to harm yourself, they have to put you on some type of 72 hour hold. Um, yeah. You don't have to get yeah. medical help. You can go into pl- protective custody with law enforcement for 72 so like hours. It, that's in, what they call involuntary commitment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could just yeah. be drunk, right? And Cody's there and I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. I could just be drunk. He's like, all right, 72 hour hold. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. see as uh, um, you guys have to do like mandatory reporting. Do you have to f- do that for your job? Yeah, yeah. So if that's, I have to go through that. If we see professor. something or somebody tells, yeah, we have to let it be known. Yeah. yeah. So if they get deemed that they're a danger to themselves or others, um, then they need, then they're going to, they're on a 72 hour hold. So then they start calling around and getting acceptance to different psych facilities in the state. Um, and some of it's sometimes it was, there was sometimes they're, they've taken pills and you have to medically clear them first. Like, you know, sometimes they've cut their wrist and maybe they need some type of surgery and, or sometimes it's just psych. Do you you ever see, is there an age demographic you could target these issues? No. I mean, you see a certain type of Here lately, man, it's been young kids. Like I had a seven year old the other day, you know, seven years old. It's getting, it's getting crazy. Wasn't he nine? I had a seven seven? and a nine. Yeah. I had to pick one up from school. The, was it mean you with that nine year old that, that set his cat on fire and tried to stab his parents? No, I have two cats. <laughs> yeah, I have three cats. But there is no age demographic. I mean, it targets everyone. Have you yeah. seen Don't Fuck With Cats? No. Somebody oh, no. told me about it on the <laughs> oh podcast, and I was like, you no. have to. Dude, don't fuck with cats, don't. man. Rule zero. Do not don't fuck, fuck with cats. cats. So, so they end up like killing the bad guy in the end, right? Just watch it. Yeah, just gotta watch it now. I can't spoil it. Uh, but yeah, man, it seems to affect everyone because old people I, I mean every age um and every i would say most so if we're looking at socioeconomic brackets i would say most of them seem to be from a lower socioeconomic bracket but not all the time i've i've taken several people from, you know, from yeah very higher. prominent people yeah yeah, yeah. here's it here's a chicken and the egg one for me like which one comes first is like okay you take somebody that is they have a mental illness right or they're struggling they're at the level of like where you guys are talking about you got to take them somewhere right and i think like every family probably has somebody in their family that's like often probably dubbed the black sheep of the family yeah that but, crazy aunt. yeah but or or that druggy or, or whatever <laughs> yeah. but, you know but yeah. that's the chicken and the egg part actually is are these people doing drugs to medicate a mental illness or are they mentally ill because they're doing drugs? I think it's both. I think it's on a spectrum, right? It just depends on the person. Because a lot of times it could be self-medicating, but the medication potentiates the mental illness at the same time because it's not the right medication. Same with like, you know, I think also, you know, we talk about psychedelics. If you are predisposed to have some sort, you know, some people say, oh, you know, you take acid, you can become schizo. I think those people are already predisposed. Sid Barrett from Pink Floyd. We did a podcast about him the other day and are going to be like doing podcasts on the first two Pink Floyd albums. And that dude... Went, I mean, he lost it, and they yeah. they thought it's because he did too much acid. But he probably was had something else going on. And yeah, people even remarked right. on that for sure. Man, I just think um, our mental health care system and really our whole fucking health care system is is just uh, it's it's, it's out overlo- of whack. It's overloaded, and it's man. I don't know if we even want to go down this rabbit <laughs> hole, but like, I just the and we just you know we just shove pills at people and. 
and then that also potentiates drug use you know most of these people they don't go to get meth they got prescribed some sort of opiate and then they yeah, ran out of their prescription and then they go to heroin you know like they have to get that need filled Oof. man uh Opiates are wild, dude. That's my favorite tool song, by the way. It has <laughs> That's nothing to one. do with what we're talking about. But I listened to it while I was sitting in the coffee shop earlier. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, opiates. I've seen people that have battled those like firsthand. And what's so wild is the, how they would just be like, just nodding. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're from Johnson yeah. County. We see that. Man, my best friend, one of my best friends. Uh, yeah, I bet. In high school. And in the beginning of college, got real strung out on opiates. I mean, I'd I'd go over to his house after uh, after class, and he'd already have snorted like eighty milligrams oh, of oxycontin, dude. Like, just that's, he was probably he was probably up to like three or four or five hundred milligrams of oxy a day. You ever seen? Like, you guys ever like watch uh, ESPN thirty for thirty? Yeah. Uh, which man, they got some good ones. But uh, they did one on Chris Heron. He played for like the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know some other teams, but he like his story of how he struggled with all of that uh, like educated me to a level that I had empathy for people mm-hmm. that struggled with it. Right? Because at the time that I was seeing it go on, like I just did not get the complexities of the issue at all of the withdrawal of. Uh, the the addictive pro- the physical addiction and the physical yeah. dependence at a certain point you're just snorting not to get sick yeah and people are like oh just stop but it's like they can't really <laughs> Man, I, are yeah. horrible. I once saw somebody start to withdraw and I didn't get what was happening until much later uh, and like they just like we had just trained actually and I gave this person a ride home and we sat down but we had we had not been working out in like an hour, right? We were cooled off. It was cold outside. But we sat down and like he just started pouring and then got like super irritable and was just like sweating. I was like, dude, are you okay? Like, what's going on? I, I had no idea. And then like looking back on it in hindsight of everything that came to light and other things, I was like, oh, he just waited that's for you to leave. Yeah, that's been what a, was been a few hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wild, man. That's. But he's doing good now. Yeah. He's clean. That's good. So, so how did you dudes come to know each other? We're <laughs> partying at that guy's house. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. actually, actually, I used to party with his older brother in college. I'm like four years older than yeah. you. I'm an old soul, man. Like I'm only twenty. I, for, I forget that he's four years I'm, younger than you're me. You're twenty nine. Yeah. You have kids. Too. I'm almost twenty nine. You have I'm twenty eight still. I'm twenty four. No kids. No kids. I want to. I say I've had. I've matured. But I'm apparently, mature. he would come. To, we used to party at what we called the White House in Russellville, and. uh it's just a big old house built in 1916 back behind uh, Taco Bell. Palm Beach Tan, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, and yeah. apparently he would be at those parties when he was like 16. I didn't even know. But flash forward, um, I'm working at, uh, we work together at Pope County EMS, the ambulance service in Russellville. Uh, so, Ben, you guys are not doing that anymore. You work somewhere else? We yeah, work we, somewhere yeah, else. We okay, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Cool. With Gunther. Oh yeah, we should all do a podcast oh, yeah. with Gunther. Dude, man. He, I kind of, I kind of hinted to him about that, and then he was like, "Oh, dude, I don't know." He man. wouldn't stop talking. But, but then, like, he hit me back later and was like, 
you know, I'd be open to that. <laughs> He's a good dude, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, love dude, him. I love Garth, man. I've known him forever. Salt of the earth person. He's silly. Man. He'll He's do anything silly. for you. Yeah, uh, he will. He will. He, uh, good dude. Th- that's what I, man, it gives me, this podcast gives me a good, good chance to, like, just bullshit with people that I, I normally would not hang out with because yeah. of just life. But oh, yeah. doesn't mean that I don't, I'm not extremely fond of them and wouldn't love to sit down and talk to them every now and then. It just gives me an organized You're a busy way to do dude. that. Yeah. 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 A lot going on, bro. Those yeah. kids' classes. Oh, I don't know how you do it, dude. dude. I, I think it'd be so, I was talking to him. I was like, man, have you gone to an evening class when the kids are getting I told done? Corey yesterday, <laughs> I was like, I quit. And she was like, won't you just do your job? Get over there. I was just It's like, amazing oh. that there's that many there, but like, I'm starting to like, I'll wait 10 minutes after class oh, starts yeah. to go in there. That'll dissipate a tad but at the same time we're going to be running like a third they pay the bills man like kids pay the bills them and the fit it's like a it would i would say if you counted all the adults not just jujitsu obviously but like everybody that does everything it's close to a 50 50 split on kids and adults but it's because we got that fitness kickboxing yo those uh, ladies are always in there getting it it, yeah yeah but those kids gives me anxiety walking in there man oh my god (sighs) It's like the first time I went to an evening class when they were finishing up, yeah, I just yeah. walked back out. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's, it's wild. And two, the parents are all like on the new, the new space. They're like, you can have more seating room. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm no. like nope. <laughs> like, oh, we're not. We got a little table over here. Jamie left. We're going to keep that out of here for you. Dude, I like that you're going to have, did I think that I read somewhere on social media that you're going to have fitness kickboxing for the parents that are in mm-hmm. kids class. Yeah. That's during a, the eight to 12 and the 10. Teens, like that's like two different classes we have going on at the same time. There'll be like fitness kickboxing. I've been trying to talk my wife into that. Oh yeah. That's the whole goal, man. It's like, we get it. Like, I had to, so like I had to, I was talking to him about like just, get, I started getting up earlier, but I had to do that so I could start working out and exercising before work, mm-hmm. right? Because I couldn't build in exercise for just general health anywhere else, hardly. Yeah, that's why I go to Project Warrior every morning. Man. Yeah, dude, it's a great, starting your day with exercise, I'm a firm believer in that. And I did it for years. And when I started teaching at the university, I, I like stopped my whole morning routine. And that was a mistake. Like I should have went straight out and got my membership turned back on at St. Mary's, started doing what I'm doing now. But I was, I just didn't have my logistics planned out. You know, that's that's a big part of it for sure. Dude, McMillan is such a tank, man. I went to. Have you stood up with him at all? Yeah, but he was going easy. Yeah, he's like a fourth degree bike. Yeah, he was going so easy. Dude, I went to, uh, I think I was in some type of like neon belly type position and I went to, I know this is probably me, not him, but I went to swing my other arm, my other leg around to to fall back for an arm bar and I just bounced off of him. (laughs) Dude, he (laughs) is like, he's like a ball. I bounced off of him and I was like, well, that didn't work. He, uh, (laughs) and dude, like his, uh, he has a unique, uh, because of the judo, do you know people get good at some real specific things on the ground? He does ground judo. Yes, yes. And yeah. not just on top, like no. his, his, but uh, his bottom game, how he like maneuvers out of like side pins, Kessa and all sorts of stuff like that. He just yeah. loves it too. Yeah. See, and that was, that's, that's a good thing for him, man, is that's a morning's his time too. He's got three kids and, and a family and he's chief mm-hmm. campus police. He's super freaking busy. Helps teach the kids class. Also, I should stop bitching. <laughs> and 
he that's his time that he's appropriated to get to do uh jiu-jitsu i made him go run with me the other morning we oh, uh oh yeah because he goes comes in at six on sundays and we just drill stuff for like things we're going to be working on so yeah. I think it's knowledge. cool how you guys do that on Sundays with the instructors. Get everybody yeah, on the same page. You know, I there's like Woods and I were texting. Yeah, have you guys been? Oh there yeah, class quite man. A bit? Yeah, he's a great. I love how you put people in place who are great instructors. He is. That's one of the smartest dudes I've ever met in my whole life. Super articulate. Yeah, but I was just texting him earlier, and that's uh, we're trying to really get all of. Uh, as much as possible, everybody kind of doing the same things, but teaching all their own techniques. That's one of the, but like us working together uh, makes that so much easier, right? Ben, just dude, making a point. Switching to, to the 10th Planet warmups. I love it, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, me I too. It. This <laughs> is week five. Week five of doing it. And uh, it really, I feel like it's helped my game just yeah, I in think a it, short time just to string together those. I hit the truck for stuff. the first time in a row. Nice. I was super bummed. We'll be Bryce Mitchell and people in no time. No time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so on that truck entry um, from the A series, the, the new thing I picked up is when you come up and you get their arm behind your back, is grabbing that shoulder and pulling it down. Mm-hmm. That is dynamite. Like yeah, that is, we, uh, we worked on that detail this morning. Um, I like that Being entry. Really uh, also, where you uh, you have their back and they bridge and you flick them at the butt. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys got the app? No, I haven't got the app. Dude, yet. the app is sick. I'm gonna show you real quick. Tenth Planet app. Yeah, dude. I, McMillan told me about it. Yeah. I have, I've <laughs> just I've tried to tell everybody. He about told it. me about it. And I was dude, just it's like, right there because when they when they right here. when they press back into you, Green you just kick that other leg over. Yeah, oh, I need all sure. of them. Dude. I've been on a me and Cody's text messages just this YouTube is, this links. is one uh, we're gonna do the, are you guys coming to class tonight or tomorrow night man I gotta take another four I just got a half sleeve done so I gotta take some time off the map Marcella thing you do uh, you always man like I went to St. Mary's with the best intentions this morning but all I did was run a mile and sit in the sauna for 15 minutes I love the sauna uh yeah hey dude that's where we met to be honest we i were, knew who you were we were naked it would be weird oh yeah you asked us how we met we met at polk county ems <laughs> yeah and then we didn't really start hanging the first <clears throat> the first uh little outside of work get together you came to was right before your deployment mm-hmm. so we, you, we oh, started yeah, you hanging, have been deployed. we started hanging out a little bit and then he fucking leaves for like 13 14 months Damn. and then when he comes back i'm working in clarksville right at freedom yeah, I come back and like all my buddies at work had left. Um, everyone left. That so I'm working at Freedom and then I get you a job at Freedom. Yep. And then that's when we really started hanging out together when we started working at Freedom EMS in Clarksville together after his first appointment. Yeah. Have you only working. been deployed one time? <clears throat> yep, just once. Are you still active? I'm National Guard, so um, I do the whole one weekend a month. Yeah. yeah. How long's your enlistment? Um, I I did my initial enlistment with, enlistment with six years, so now I'm just wow. re-upping for a year at a time. So you just did right after high school, huh? Uh, I went to college first, so yeah. I actually went to University of Ozarks in Clarksville. Played, oh wow! Played baseball. And, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. That yeah. school was not for me, man. <laughs> they have a good baseball team, though, right? They've kind of, or well, they've always, right. they've always had baseball yeah. going on. It was man. all right, but that school, man, uh, s- super prestigious. Yeah. Super Presbyterian. Um, yeah. Protestant Very liberal artsy. And yeah. I'm, I was just an old country boy, man. And uh, I didn't Davis there, from I the gym. Have you? He's one of our evening guys. He comes. Uh, mm-hmm. He he he's from Clinton, but goes to U of O and drives to Russellville from U of O every, for classes. Like, oh, wow. yeah, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's uh, my aunt graduated from there. My sister graduated from there. She's wow. about to finish law school. Wow. My brother graduated from there. So yeah. it's a good school, but like it just wasn't. Are you just going to tech now? Yeah. That's tech. good. Yeah. I mean, I got both my degrees from tech. I'm okay. super impressed with the, I was telling him, the professors that they get there. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think when you're young, you realize how lucky you are to have them. I had uh, like Charlie Bush, my philosophy professor, was like one of the most educated people. Dude, one of my best friends, his name's Oli Justice would talk to me about dr bush he oh, says dude. he just fucking loved that dude that guy changed my life like i had him for 27 hours of class <laughs> so you took every they, every, every philosophy, philosophy class yeah, minor in philosophy yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I did. I, and i would have got i would have gotten a bachelor's had tech had offered one yeah, they right? have one. i, I need i would have needed advanced logic and then there was some other course uh, that tech didn't offer. And it, like just a handful of other courses from somewhere else and I could have a bachelor. Wouldn't do me any good to have a bachelor in plus. I really uh, have been thinking very seriously about trying to get not a master's degree in philosophy, but if I take, if I get 18 hours, I can teach philosophy. Dude, I love philosophy. College. I'm like an amateur philosopher. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's man. It's that's what we do at work. Sometimes. Yeah, we we, we podcast at work all the time. We just don't <laughs> but it's not recorded. <laughs> Great for your mind. It's like uh, it's like thought exercise. Yeah, right. Like I love uh, thinking about uh, deep and interesting concepts. Yeah, that's that, sure, that's dude. the coolest thing about a philosophy class. Is like, hey, we're talking about deep shit today. We do yeah. that all the time. He he's really starting to get a lot more into it, and it's the point. Where, like I'll call him, like, dude, have you thought of this? Like I, you know, because I got to tell somebody. And I'll call him. He's like, oh, yeah, I've been down that rabbit hole before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I love about this Taoism thing. Uh, like, I just listened to, like, the origin text today, actually. It was like a two-hour listen. The Tao Te Ching. Uh, it's from Lao Tzu, and it was, like, like ancient. It's like an ancient text. But it, uh, the audiobook is an easy listen, but it's like pretty much it's like a collection of proverbs. Yeah. Right. Terrence McKenna, you listen, ever listen to him? Not a whole lot, well, but I've, I've listened to some of his lectures and his brother, uh, Dennis, Dennis has yeah. been on Joe Rogan. Yeah. I've listened to him. One I've more. listened to, um, so there's hundreds of videos of him on, on, on YouTube. They're kind of all broken up, but if you can find, if you can narrow it down, it's actually only a handful of lectures that he gave that is recorded. And I've listened to all of them um, <laughs> that's yeah, on there. Yeah. But he talks about that a lot, that, uh, what the name of, the name yeah, of that Dallas, Dallas book. Yeah, uh, yeah um, the Dada Gene. Yeah, yeah, and he's, he, he's got some interesting theories. Uh, have you heard of this, his stoned ape theory? Oh, yeah, yeah. But Which is interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. But I think he was that, um, and then he's got that time wave theory about, like, novelty and... Uh, so he thought the world was going to end at the end of the Mayan calendar, mm -hmm. but it was like this, and I'm not going to do it justice, but it was like this whole deal of uh, novelty increasing over time. And I don't know, and he related it to that book somehow with those. Is this, is there something geometric about in that book? Geoma that, okay. Well, the Taoists like are something called geomancy. Mm -hmm. to where like everything they construct and construct their lives around has a geometric idea to it so they're big into like the uh what is the one what is the star that tool uses is it a hexagram 
It's not the it's not the demon. The pentagram. The, it's a, I think it's a hexagram. It's a hexagram. They're into that, and then um, there's all of these different geometric diagrams they have. Yes, but uh, I I have a very elementary understanding yeah. of that at this point. I've but I've done three books on Taoism so far, and one of them I re-listened to, and it was a book I'd even read years ago. But I was joking. Jeff Woods turned. It's like planted the seed, and I went back to it and it blew my mind i'll immediately re listened to it but i had read it as an undergraduate but like it was like a tool album man i just didn't get it back then. <laughs> yeah but yeah. now i kind of do and it blows my mind yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah well uh so how long uh how long you guys been in the business of paramedic in emergency medicine yeah, yeah i got my emt in 2011 uh, oh. I started working full time on the ambulance in like 2012, I think. Nice, yeah, almost uh, a decade. Was yeah, it, seen some crazy stuff. I mean, I've been a <laughs> paramedic since 2014. Yeah, what what about you, Mike? Um, I got my EMT in 14 and started working in 14, and then I got my paramedic uh, almost two years. Would ago. you do something like medic related? And yeah, uh, so um, I joined the National Guard. Like I said, I played college baseball, and I was just lost and was just making poor decisions in life. And uh, so been there <laughs> without so, the baseball. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I need to figure something out. So uh, I was always thinking about joining the military. I was going to wait until I got through college. Mm -hmm. um, my grandpa served, and he was very adamant about doing something that related to the civilian world. So uh, went in and went in as a medic. Um, did that uh -huh. whole process, came back to my unit, and they're like, hey, man, in uh, six months, we're going to deploy. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how long were you, say, like 14 months? Did you go to Afghanistan? or uh, I went to uh, kind of bounced around Kuwait, Iraq, um, some other little places over there. Mesopotamia. Yeah, man. Right. And it, that was cool because I got to see where civilization started. Like I was looking at it from, you know, a lot of people don't even realize like the ground we were walking on. I was like, do you guys realize the, the stuff that's happened here? <laughs> yeah. Or, or started this time around. Yeah. I, I was joking with my students, like one of the first lectures I gave, cause we, t I, they, they don't teach world civ. They teach Western civ hmm. at Moralton. And I was just like joking around. I was just like, you know, it's, it's our, it's our, culture and traditions here in the west you know it's it's all the things that, that we hear us here in the united states and the people and lands of western europe it's it's where we you know it's our cultural homeland and they're like where is it at i was like iraq <laughs> yeah <laughs> middle east yep. uh, i also joke with them too like geographically they don't understand that that's on the asian continent Hmm. so like but we deal with that so much and i'm just like uh, i say asian jesus all the time did you that's go to northern egypt's in africa yeah northern yeah, afghanistan. that's another thing too yeah people don't get that northern afghanistan people look chinese yeah I, super yes, chinese yeah yeah i can see that i was not i was yes i was noticing how uh afghanistan's proximity to some other things on the map the other day that i had not connected i could definitely see that geography is fascinating and the older I get and the more history I work through, the more fascinated I become. Like like the difference in place names in the ancient world, like Turkey, Anatolia, um, or like this is early modern Europe, but Prussia and Ger becoming mm, Germany, yeah. mm -hmm. Poland not being on the map for a long time. Coming back. <laughs> yeah, all of, like the, the history behind the map. Yeah, I, was, I got into that with uh, the whole Kurdistan deal, the Peshmerga, because yeah, yeah. we worked with them, we went over there and then... Uh, the Kurds, man, hard people, great people, and then 
we kind of made some promises, I guess. We I was just hearing something it. about the Kurds the other day. I don't know what it was, though. Well, we... We bailed on them. Bailed man. on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. alone. Yeah. Which sucks, because, like... They fought and died alongside yeah, Americans. They were super instrumental in us getting back um, Iraq from ISIS. And they're hard people, man. And super, you know, they're Muslim, but they're very progressive. They're, you know, the people have this misunderstanding of Muslim religion. I mean, it's super loving. It's based on I the need love to and personally everything. learn more about Islam, but I don't really, I don't try not to stereotype against any culture, right, like Native Americans, yep. Islam. Like here, here, I, this is the best way I found to understand this, and I'm sure there's deeper things in this, but you know, like the like when we started putting native americans on reservations and in geographic locations that is singularly what led to stereotyping <laughs> right because you get a whole bunch of like first you have the indigenous culture of the mississippi like the mississippi valley area like then we we bring in uh seminoles from florida and uh uh, creeks from Alabama into Oklahoma Cherokee. where the the Caddo have always been the Cherokee and and that assimilate that then like us white people Indo-Europeans look at that and be like oh you know how yeah. why can't Address. they all live together like you just it's like a composite how we make yeah. a composite narrative it's I, I, way more nuanced than that same thing uh, happened in the Middle East after World War are. you know how we how we reposition the countries in the Middle East you know with yeah. the Sunni and Shia and yeah. oh they'll be fine in one country these people have been at war since, sure it'll work itself since Jesus was walking around they've been fighting each other you know so yeah wow I, man I just love history about like thinking about the 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 middle east asia minor what uh whatever you want to call it uh mesopotamia fertile crescent that whole hotbed it's like we know a lot about that area and we're finding out more like in the last 10 years like i was looking at some new scholarship and i got a big stack of books i'm trying to read is it a stack if it's an audio book we can call it a stack. Yeah. All right. Modern times cool. require modern solutions. <laughs> <laughs> but I got several books on my family's finished Epic at Gilgamesh. But man, it's like we're finding older stuff than we yeah. even thought. Like the Uruk period, there's like four periods of the old Mesopotamian history. Like, like, like the Uruk is like the formation of Sumerian culture, mm. right? And, and moving forward. But like we're starting to find things like that, that bridge the gap from there. Like, that's going to be like uh, 3800 BCE to Gebekli Tepe. It's just going, we're oh, getting dude. further and further back. Dude. Further and further back. Like 6400 so, BCE is what I was seeing a date today for something. I've read uh, Graham Hancock's books. Yeah, I'm, I'm, wor <laughs> I'm, I'm working uh, through America before right now. Have you? Have I've you, read that one. Yeah, I've got I 13 more audio hours book. to go. I audio, yeah. Is it reading if it's audio dude, book? I've listened debates. to that book. There's a lot I've of listened debates. to that book. People are, I'm sure that people are talking shit because a whole bunch of people are following along with this book thing I'm doing. So I'm trying to consume. Dude, you're inspiring, dude. Yeah, you've, yeah but reading a shit ton of books. Then some people, like, they hear that and they're like, How are you doing that? And I'm like, Audible, man. Listening to them, bro. And they're like, Oh, yeah, I knew there was something. Like, yeah. I, it's like, no like a couple of people have said, like, alluded to that, right? Most people are generally like, That's awesome. I don't see how we can deny the fact that there was an ancient civilization that was uh, more. Dude, and the fact that uh, here's. Advanced than, if you listen to or watch Mystery of the Sphinx, 
I haven't seen that one. The, okay, yeah. That one dude, what's his name? Robert Shaw? Yeah. John yeah. Anthony West. I, I just watched that. Robert Shaw, mm-hmm. rewatched him on Joe's podcast, <laughs> yeah. falling asleep last night. Mm-hmm. But I show that in my Civ class, and I show him Gebekli Tepe, and then I'm like, how does this not fit with the Neolithic Revolution, the yeah. invention of agriculture? Yeah. And the water erosion when it has, and they did the math on last time it rained that much there. Yeah. It's been a minute. What they're doing in the Amazon's crazy, too. Yeah. Finding those, you know, civilizations out there. And, and underneath on, the jungle. On Graham yeah. Hancock's new book is all about a lot of the shit in North America that was blowing my mind. Pre the, yeah, it being pre ice age, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fascinating. And, fascinating. and totally plausible. Like, I go into, I'm like, uh, maybe people just always were here. Like maybe they didn't migrate. And then, too, I start like, I'm like, well, because uh, I get people. I, I'm like, how could people have gotten here? You know, Leif Erikson got here in 1001 A.D. Like, so, yeah, oh, people could have sailed here. I was like, yeah, but people could have sailed there, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, like, why Why would we assume it to be just one way? And yeah. that's how, like, the, what I like about Graham Hancock is he's very, like, well, this could have happened because it's happened here, 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 and here, mm-hmm. and this is accepted. But really, a lot of the the controversy for me is like Egyptology is one, the one holding back the dating of the Sphinx argument, right? Yeah. That's only been a science since 1882. I'm yeah. about to lecture on the formation of Egyptology because yeah. that's we wouldn't have uh, a timeline if it weren't for Egypt Egyptology. But and then Randall Carlson that guy that was yeah. on there with them. You got it. He's all, geologist. he's all into those, that fucking, uh, sacred geometry and stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, I think he thinks that there's, there's something you can do with fucking shapes and sound and stuff that can fucking alter your consciousness and move objects. That's yeah. Fucking, that's one of the theories of the, the insides of the pyramids. Yeah. Right. Have you ever seen the pyramid code? No, so it's it was on Netflix. It's a documentary, isn't yeah, it? It's like a, it's yeah. like several episodes, but Graham's in it. Yeah, and the, the redheaded lady. She's in a lot of the Egypt, like the sort of not mainstream Egypt stuff. But man, I love ancient Egypt. It's yeah, mind blowing. Really is. That plus, uh, we're in an era where there have been some dank ancient alien history oh, memes. dude <laughs> and nobody gives a shit yeah, yeah. like well I, I guess it's because like you you're like well okay i guess this is fucking true but then you, you know you still gotta live your life you know you still gotta go through your day but one of my students gave this to me for i like talking it. about the <laughs> you, kind of shit you know we're how talking they, about you know right how um what's his name homeboy element 115 s4 oh damn it Anyways, Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Bob yeah. Lazar. You, know, yeah. you know how he was saying, and you know those briefings he was reading that they, they could be bullshit just to see who's leaking information or whatever, but how in one of them it was like uh, one of these craft was found in archaeological site. I know, yeah. And I then I was like, what if it's connected to Graham Hancock and everything <laughs> he's doing? And that was from, they had these type of crafts in that civilization, whatever that fucking was. Uh, I was like, oh, shit. What do you think about... Um, Graham talks about this, but the um, the sacrifice of the eighty four thousand. Oh yes, that's in insane. Four days or whatever with the obsidian knives. That's it's, fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's that hard is, to wrap your mind. And around. that's just right before. That's, that's every citizen that lives in this county plus like twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. 
Like it's wild. Like the stats on how fast they would have had to kill them, they just like cut their hearts out. Obsidian blades apparently like blade a choice for anybody that knows anything about cutting at a very high level. Like hmm. like apparently most surgeons like at the at the top prefer that to a scalpel. I don't know if that's true. I've never seen it, I've, but I don't know. I'm it's a green, it's a green yeah. volcanic glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be I've worried about it, it chipping. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, the blades that we use nowadays with obsidian, I don't think we're, you know, I don't know. Dude, you guys ever heard of lapis lazuli? No. Yes. Isn't that a cool word? Lapis I, I heard that in Epic of Gilgamesh and it sounded familiar to me. I've heard it. It's not like a surgical cutting knife or anything, but it's a it's a, it's a geology deal, right? Yeah, it's a gemstone. Yeah, I took geology thinking yeah. it was gonna be rocks for jocks, and it wasn't. Yeah, was it hard? Oh man, that's pretty. It's interesting, right? And the name, super cool, right? Also, like uh, all these jewels mentioned in the ancient world, I had no like jasper. Yeah, I had no idea what the, any of that was. Like, look at that. that's some cool shit right there. Mm. Lapis lazuli. Lapis. I'm gonna lazuli. name my first kid that. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> this, I like Cora's it. like the hell. Yeah, she up. has the like <laughs> t- three full names picked out for I- either gender of the possible child. It's it's gonna be interesting. We had ours picked out not before the pregnancy, but. I know, right? It wasn't that like, hard let's, for us let's to just come. wait till I, till I knock you up, and then we can really start putting some brain power into this. But maybe that's not. I should listen to a book about it. I was really thinking that. I was twenty years old. Ooh, I turned twenty-one uh, a couple months before my daughter was born. Actually, yeah, that's a young start. I worked at uh, a gas station. Nice PDQ. <laughs> yeah, it was PDQ yeah, Valley PD- Park. Class PDQ Valley Park Center third shift. That is like the classic gas station around yeah, here. Yeah, dude. You know what gas station pisses me off is the one out here kind of coming to my house with like the bait shop in it. Yeah, that's super stuff. Nothing in it, man. Yeah, and like I'll go in there like, well, not anymore, but like periodically I'd like stop there to get gas because like, like a time or two, it's like always in some sort of weird issue. Or I go in uh, and like get a bottle of water or something one time i was getting something small and they're like it's a five dollar minimum oh i hate card. that yeah. and i'm like it is it's 2019 or right. at the time i'm like what are we doing here never mind i'm just gonna leave it's, but this weird because i guess they're just small scale operation maybe yeah, it should be more under- like no the, it upsets me too like yeah. the exxon going um out towards pottsville where i live it's at 16th street in elmira yeah, they, they don't, don't even have, have fucking gas. Yeah, they don't have gas anymore. They don't even have gas. Sometimes they don't take cards. Sometimes they do. Like, having been a gas station attendant, I can tell you they don't make a lot of money on the fuel, especially smaller. But it gets people in the door. Like, the Frank Griffin Oil Company has to compete with, like, Pilot and them. And we can't get gas wholesale for as cheap as they can. So, a lot of times, we're selling it at what we make it, what we buy it for, or maybe a little less, maybe a little more. But then everything inside is like fucking 100% markup. You know what I mean? And yeah. lottery tickets and shit. Yeah. So you don't make your profit on the gas, but that's why people are there. So. Yeah, I would hate to own a gas station, honestly. I couldn't see that being something I'd be into. Hard business. Yeah. I hate like everything to do with the economics of the gym. I'm just like, yes. But working at that gas station played a big role in my life, actually. Like looking back on it because, uh, uh, I met one of my buddies, Oli, there, and he really helped introduce me to philosophy. Um, he was a philosophy, he was a history major at Tech, 
and uh his house was just like a library and so i started kicking it with him and i'd already had these tendencies of like deep thought and shit but then he would be like you know i got a book for you you know or like or what do you think about this or dr bush fucking said this dude i got all my notes still in my office at work mm -hmm. and uh i haven't gone through them as much as i would like but like that's because like all my history notes i i've like am or have been assimilating to like build and make courses that i am teaching now Mm -hmm. or that i will teach in the future because that's the thing about you develop a course in anything bam like that's it you got it so like i'm wanting to develop like a real strong course uh for like everything from the reconstruction to right now like uh particularly 1945 to present but u.s history too is the overview 1914 to 1945 u.s history that's a course i've had the sec uh, first and second red scares that's a course i've had but i have all these notes and all of these books that are related to this and i have all this information so it's like the overall goal is to like make individual courses for Dude. espionage with jeff woods Ooh, espionage yeah, it's That's sick. Cool. It's I've sick heard you talk class. about Dr. Dykema. I've had him for... Oh, yeah. He's Dr. Great. Dykema. Do you Love. ever study any fucking uh, Dostoevsky or Tolstoy? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, honestly, not. Only in passing of hearing other people talk. Like, about I don't know where they fit in uh, in university, because I guess you could talk about them in literature. World but lit. But they're really, they're, 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 yeah, they're really philosophers, I think. Yeah, yeah he even, got me into them, and... It's crazy, like you don't you just read it for literature, you know, I read it in high school for literature. I had no idea that he was parallel in his life to his work, you know, like Well, yeah. like in the Brothers Karamazov, like each it's to me it's fucking brilliant. Like he takes the it's like a work of fiction and he takes these characters and each character has like its own thesis, like like Ivan Karamazov is like the um, intellectual of the time, like the atheist of the time, and his and he makes these arguments against Christianity that are super fucking strong. Even though Dostoevsky was a Christian, he was able to take this character and deliver the counter argument fucking brilliantly, but does it through like this fictional character, yeah, yeah like a dialogue. Because you know? he has yes. to, because if he said it, you know, he would. He, he ended up getting sent to Siberia anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he wrote Crime and Punishment, right? Crime and Punishment. Crazy yeah, one, too. Yeah. That one's nuts. My friend Nick, he read that when we were in college. But, uh, man, I want to put that on. It, it's like way back. It's not going to be in my first, <laughs> yeah. my top 100 books. Dude. But I, I, will get, I will get to it, right? You know, he talks about uh, him a lot is Jordan Peterson. Yes. Yep. Yes. You read well, Jordan Peterson's book? No books um i've listened, I've listened like to 20 hours all of his lecture. on all of, all of his yeah. youtube stuff yeah uh, it's a it's about the same honestly <laughs> i love his <laughs> i both. love his psych, psych psychological interpretation of the begin like the books of the bible um have you ever listened to that lecture those uh, lectures they're like 20 that's what he just got me listening to there's like 25 <clears throat> worth of lectures but I mean, I don't know, 100%, like, if I've heard a lecture on it, like, not from his classroom lectures on that topic. I mean, he mm-hmm. talks about Christianity a lot. Yeah. And he yeah. talks about a lot in his book. Like, it's a common thread for mm-hmm. sure. But, yeah. Yeah, you guys, uh, what do you think? You, you like Michael Shermer? Yeah, he's the skeptic. The guy that runs Skeptic Magazine. Yeah. yeah. Right? I don't really listen to much of his yeah i have i like i kind of like follow what he's trying to what he's talking shit about or something Mm -hmm. honestly since 
I've only probably watched him on Joe one time since Graham and Randall kind of assassinated him <laughs> on the pod. Did you guys see that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's great. But, you know, skeptics, man, that's a great point of view, like what you're saying. It's like introduce the skepticism, but don't make it be... Don't force it on uh, me. Yeah, and don't make it be the... Uh, I think if we... That is the to me that's the opposite of open mindedness, right? Like if you're a skeptic, like you automatically are like, nope. But yeah, if it, it, I like I, to like okay, I can think critically and arrive at a yes no answer, a true false. Uh, I like to entertain fucking everything, and I, from it, as many different viewpoints yeah. as I possibly can. But I'm always, I don't know if I'm a skeptic or not. The way I think about skepticism is just like. Uh, it needs to be thought about and entertained and evaluated from as many different viewpoints as I can before I'm like, Oh, I believe this, you know what I mean? Yeah. And in that, in that yeah. sense, maybe I'm skeptical about a lot of things, but yeah, no, <clears throat> it, 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 uh, you definitely, I mean, some people just won't have it though. Like you try to tell them another point and they're like, <sighs> that's no. the thing. Well, at a certain point you get to, <laughs> you get to like uh, uh, the cave. cognitive dissonance or whatever. Is that the right term? Where uh, it's like, yeah, certain be. things challenge their core beliefs and they don't believe and they it. just fucking religion is a big one for people. Yeah. They're like, I'm just not going <clears> to <throat> have it. Well, yeah, that's uh, the, the whole allegory of the cave ending is like, not only have you seen a better way and chose to not take it, you are hostile about the idea of changing to yeah. the better way, mm -hmm. right? What do you what do you think about that? Um, so, like, I was thinking about this. Like, Plato talks about that. Like, things being um, like I I see this like an apple or whatever, but it's really just like a shadow. And like, there's the true form of apple. Yeah. 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 The ideal forms, the ideal forms, as opposed to like Aristotle being like more of a materialist type of viewpoint. Like, what do you think about that? Which, which way do you lean? Uh, you know, on some things, here's the direction I go. And this is a much larger stab at this. Okay. So, I would have to go back and refresh myself on where, on when and where Plato is talking about the ideal forms to see if I could put it into context of this idea. But basically this, a lot of things Plato says and writes about are actually satire. Like Plato's Republic is thought to be a satire on the Peloponnesian War. And Socrates, the character in Plato's dialogue, who never wrote anything, he is was served in the hoplites against the Spartans in the Peloponnesian War, according to Plato's works. But I don't really. I've come down on the side of his of the debate that Socrates probably did not exist and was a mouthpiece for some of Plato's satirical ideas that he couldn't voice himself. <laughs> yes. So, and if you work from that point of view. On some things, Plato and Aristotle could have agreed where many people say they disagree, like when it comes down to um, uh, realism and uh, idealism, right? Because mm -hmm. 
Plato, Plato's uh, people say that Aristotle's realism is a refutation of Plato's idealism in a few key ways, right? But what if Plato's idealism was a satirical spin on how Sparta was operating their system? That's fucking tricky. It is. It is, but we'll it, know. if you if you take into account that the Socrates thing, that's a, a, a widely talked about thing in the philosophical community is that Socrates might not have existed. He, he's only a, a character in some books. And here's another thing, too. I joke about this in all my classes. Aristotle, we don't have any of his original shit. None of it. Now, alongside the Bible, Plato's, some of Plato's works got published first when the printing press was uh, created. But here's what we have for Aristotle. Uh, so they each had a philosophy school. Um, the Academy and the Lyceum. Aristotle's is called the Lyceum. And we have Aristotle's students, some of them, from the Lyceum's lecture notes of Aristotle's lectures. Like, so when I die in 40 years and you're still here, I want you to hit up such and such so-and-so from Western Civ 1. Get my, <laughs> get get my notes, notes and print them, okay? But, like, I mean, really, that's how I started it. Like, once I, I found that out about Aristotle's uh, writings, about, like, Nicomachean ethics and all that, I was like, how can we even really call it Aristotle? Yeah, that's one yeah. person's interpretation. That's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, how can, like, I see people quoting Socrates all the time, and I'm like, you're quoting Plato. <laughs> no, no, it's Socrates. Right. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and then, and then, because uh, I'm like, Socrates never wrote anything, therefore, how could he have that's said that? Wild. Huh. So, yeah, they, it is. I mean, just that's the logic of the, of the whole uh, scenario, but fascinating because uh, I think that, like it would make you, you know, a lot of times you see the master student diverge and go different directions mm -hmm. or like the, the student will come up with a, a counter belief right but think of that as like honestly like in Taoism that's yin and yang mm -hmm. right it's like well both of them together more complete picture yeah. right so some uh, Aristotle's realism may have been taught to him by Plato yeah that, that's all I know well, what about, okay, so let me, let me form it this way. Like, um, so say like this chair in the room, does that chair exist in the room without any perceiver to perceive it? Or does it have to have a perceiver for it to exist? Uh, and that's, that's that like the true is, yeah, idealism yeah, yeah. versus is, materialism is, yeah. philosophical it, argument. Is or, if we leave the, this is what Bush always used to say, if we leave the bathtub running and we go in the other room, and we go back and check on it and it's full how do we know it was filling up when we weren't in there right so like it's just a it's a weird it's a it's or a heady thought exercise fucking uh her i can't say his name starts with an h Hercules, maybe you uh, can't step foot in the same river twice is that uh, i'm not sure okay so this might be bullshit but i think there's a some pre-socratic philosopher that said you can't step foot in the same river twice but if you think about it can you even step foot in the same river once if change is oh, yeah, constantly it's changing. constant yeah for sure i've said this on the podcast once this is long the same line of the of perception but core core is who brought this to my attention actually i didn't get it from like anywhere else or think of it myself but she's like 
there's many uh, Micahs over here as uh, people that he's met. Oh. Because you and I even don't perceive him at this moment in the same way. Yeah. Not even because of perspective or anything, just overall. Like how and that's why like in, in Taoism they're like, This is all fake for, for these types of reasons because the like Micah is only real because he thinks he is. We all think he's something yeah. different. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's Man, I, I don't know, because, like, <clears throat> you, you can never get outside of your own perspective of things. So I, I don't know how if there is such a thing as, ult, as ultimate objective reality. I don't know how you would ever get close to being able to understand that, because you can only ever understand your little sliver of subjective reality. If you, you know, even if you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, fucking, I don't. In the middle of the night. And... I don't know, man. <laughs> when, why? The, dude, that is like, I asked my, I asked one of my <laughs> class the other day, I was like, what's the one question that we got to have answered? And somebody said, why? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking exactly. Why, what's why? The what are we doing here? Okay, say. What's the meaning of all this? Say when you die that there is no life after death, that your physical body just decomposes and is, uh, Re recycled your fundamental elements are just recycled into the earth and there's no no life after death then then what's the fucking what's the fucking point then everybody should just kill themselves you know what i mean like and i i feel like there's something in us that like wants to create meaning and i don't know if that's just like a practical thing through our evolution like to create meaning to it's just how um, we've evolved in our operating system with the world that we give shit meaning to keep us motivated so that we, can, survive. we can eat and fuck and shit. You know what I mean? Replicate yeah. our DNA. But we seem to like try to put meaning on everything. So I don't know if, if, if there actually is a meaning or if we just are trying to put meaning on things. Well, that's a I big think argument. it's that. I think that we're trying to assign meaning. For yeah. sure. And what so, were you, what were you going to say? I mean, that's like the big argument: is there life after death? I, I used to, I used to tell, him, I used to be like, okay, I'm pretty sure that there is no life after death, but I'm okay with it because I feel like it'll be the only time that I'll actually be giving back to the universe. Because like right now that I'm alive, I'm just consuming, and then when I die, I'll give my body back to the universe, and it's all of its fundamental elements would break down. Yeah, recycled. But anymore, I don't fucking know, dude. I, there might be I, the more Jordan Peterson I listen to, and <laughs> fucking, I'm like, uh, what's that quote? A little philosophy is makes it. Oh yeah, Voltaire. Yeah, I'm listening to Candide right now. It's a Voltaire uh, work, but yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of philosophy will make you believe in something else. I look at philosophy, and and me and him have very different views on religion and everything. But I look at it as how can I help just not justify my religious beliefs, but I look at it from that aspect of rather than proving it's wrong, you know? Yeah, for sure. Reinforcement. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people just, I mean, how many people in this world just don't question anything? Yeah, exactly. You know what I like doing is, is like world religions. I like surveying the common threads. Oh, That's man. why I like this Taoism because yeah. honestly, so many other philosophies and religions that I've come across, there's a lot of common threads. Have in, you ever read a book called Zealot? Life and Ooh. Times of Jesus of Nazareth? No, no, no. Maybe I should. 
That sounds good. Man, I never got to take the class history of Christianity. It makes me super sad. So Zealot Life and Times of Jesus Nazareth Nazareth is all this dude he 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 tried to get every single source material he could from the time. Reza Aslan. Yep. To compare and contrast what somebody like the biblical account of Jesus would have actually been like during those times with all the information he could possibly get. Asian Jesus. And I guess what he could basically deduce is that if Jesus, there was several people during that time in that region um, performing miracles and, and thousands of people actually yeah. died on a cross Yeah, and that he thinks Jesus was more of a, like a political revolutionary and that he probably was a, if he was a real dude, he was probably more like a political revolutionary and there were several people just like that during that that time and then that that just got taken and ran with and added yeah. all these other stories that are that you can find other places like that you're talking about these uh these and they just kind of combined it okay so I, I always feel weird saying this to, to christians but um have you ever picked up the thesis of this uh, Caesar's Messiah? It is a book by this guy named Atwell. But he says that Jesus didn't even exist. It was a total invention of the Roman Empire like the Greeks inv- or, or Plato invented Socrates mm. so they could have a great man to mm. rally everyone. To rally. Yeah, to rally everyone. Because there was nothing it's but interesting. there I'm was not so much it. blood and turmoil during that time because it's like Roman occupation and then they let, they're, okay, we're going to let you do, we're going to have like a puppet government where we're really in control but we're going to let you keep your uh, um, fucking Jewish temple way of life. And you know, and but then, there, then there'll be like a bunch of people die and a bunch of turmoil. There was no like, you get you, what I'm saying? You ever, like, yeah, you ever you ever got into like the writings of Josephus or anything? The guy who wrote a bunch of the account. He was the guy who wrote the the Jewish wars. Hmm. He's the guy who wrote the history of the Jewish wars. But he was uh, he was kind of somebody like what you were talk like what you're talking about uh, like a, a religious revolutionary prophet during the Jewish wars. But he was picked up. They didn't kill him, and he ended up living in the house of. Um, one of the Flavian emperors, Titus. Hmm. But yeah, I would it, yeah I would check out that Zealot book. Check uh, there's a documentary about the Caesar's Messiah thing. I just think it's really interesting because he goes into the Roman history of it, and that's man Roman history is fascinating, right? I like how the the Eastern Empire and and how the the politics of that portion of the Mediterranean tie into what's going on in the larger Roman world, mm-hmm. like understanding Roman history allowed me to take that in. We should be working this puzzle. (laughs) We really should. We keep playing with that. Cora is on this big puzzle building kick and likes to do them in my podcast studio. I'm like, I don't need to move my mic stand around anything. My bad. No. It's a Star Wars puzzle. No. If you're wondering. Well, I I agree. I, I, I like what, I think I agree with a lot of what Jordan Peterson says about how there's, and, um, they're like a need for religion or something like I mean, that. Nietzsche said that he hated religion, but he really liked the need for it because it calmed the people. Yeah, I know. You know and it like, he didn't, that's back it, to the, we, we assign, we need to assign the, the, that is almost like us, a, a pillar of us assigning the, all right, what, what, what happens when I die? Why, 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 why? Okay. It could be this. Feel that need. I think that's why, like that's, um, 
I think that's why people take many approaches. Like you get into like meditation and stuff. Like I was talking to Cora about this. Like meditating is super hard because you just get flooded with thoughts. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, when you are able to, to control that, I could see you being able to achieve different levels of consciousness when you were when you were we talked being about mindful, right? It's super frustrating to try to meditate for me yeah like i i've given up many times i've done the wim hof stuff maybe i'm not doing it right maybe there's different kinds and i was just trying to do the kind where you try to have zero thoughts yeah and then uh, you you know that aaron claire she she goes into it very well but also um there's this guy have you guys been to the gym for evening jujitsu and roland is there yeah the guy I go do sword fighting with and shit over on the other I hear side. you talk about him all the time. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he blows my freaking mind, but he's like a Tai Chi master amongst everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, he does some uh, some wild shit with that. That's I'm trying to I'm trying to tap into it for sure. It's uh, it's something else. It's definitely along the lines of like when i look at martial arts overall it's somewhere on a spectrum with some of this other shit we're talking about with like Mm -hmm. how did you achieve that like there's this guy uh also mr dean he does some wild shit and he's he is able to poke a hole in a can like an empty coke can just like like pokes hole in it doesn't dent the can for real? I'm not even joking, dude. He just did it the, the other day when you were at the gym, the old guy outside that, like, cut their limbs off the tree and stuff. Um, he uh, He's done it many times, but he did it to Micah Gype. Hmm. And was like, don't tell anybody. That's crazy. Yeah. He did it with his thumb or his pointy finger. But he's, like, basically says he is projecting energy that he has access to that I don't. And that's like, that's like I, some I have, shit. it is, it is. But I was saying, like, saw it, I have so. seen, I've seen it happen. And that's probably one of the most elaborate things I've bearing witness to and seen. Like, uh, that's, <laughs> See, I don't know. I don't have any explanation for that. I don't know. Well, that, uh, and I've had a massage therapist, so like these Dallas are into studying massage and acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Cause they say it gives them, they say it gives them enough understanding of human anatomy to be able to line up their own meridians and shit. Mm. They're like, that's where that is. It's like a big game of connect the dots with their energy basically. Um, but there's this one guy talking about bringing his energy up and then like touching his tongue to the roof of his mouth to hit like the highest level of posture and shit, which I've heard people talk about, uh, on DMT before, but like that, like DMT will like, posture you up and snap your neck into place hmm. oh, or, shit. and your nose that's happened to somebody i know their nose popped like their nose like had been broken multiple times and oh, what shit. causes that Damn, you think dude, there's I a fourth dimension out there uh, fourth dimension or what about a parallel hmm. uh, i don't i don't know if it's like a, in a if it's layered or a, or alongside hmm. right like, like Schrodinger's cat where you know that that little I don't know what you call it but like Schrodinger's cat where there's a cat in a box and um something about it they map how long it takes to get out each time or something no you it's rigged to some way to where either 
you open the box and the cat's either dead or alive, but like, I don't know. You're doing a great job. I'm not doing a great job, but it has to do with like, is it dead or alive? You've never heard of Schrodinger's cat? I don't it would know. Work, it would be familiar, so much better. It would know. be so much better if you'd heard of that <laughs> riddle. But I think there's got to be. It has to do with like um, I was going to talk about this with like splitting realities. So like at a certain point of time, the cat is dead and alive. I guess somewhere it's talking to like that sometimes. But like, what if like reality splits in like all these different times in our life and our self goes down this way and our self goes down this way and it's just like this parallel reality one of the things i've heard is that all the thoughts we get flooded with are things happening in parallel realities mm. within that other version of yourself somebody's fucked in my head yeah oh yeah <laughs> like where you're doing all sorts like your inner voice like right you're conscious yeah like what like where what that what is really going on with that and the fact that we like you could say something like, man, I just don't want to have negative thoughts. And then something happens and you have negative thoughts. So like you do, you're literally not in control of it. Hmm. You know, I do think I do. I do think that you're not in control of what you think, what you think you're not in control of. You're in control of how you react to that thought. You know, I don't, I don't. And I've seen that with uh, people that I've had to work with, you know, on the military side, you know, that yeah, people yeah. take a lot of blame because they've had these thoughts. Well, I mean, you can't technically control what you think you can control how you react to it. Yeah. But, yeah, That's I would like, say like controlling like controlling your thoughts you can't, but you can also like I've I think you, you can, can make condition yourself. You, yeah, to, you can keep yourself think about it. I, for lack of a better way, it's like keeping yourself busy with tons of positive shit to oh, counteract yeah. the tons of yep. negative things we're flooded with daily. Dude, I can't like like running at St. Mary's on the elliptical or on the treadmill or anything. It's just like Dude, I literally got mild anxiety from just the TVs the other week because hmm. all of the negative shit, like it was like right when we had popped Salmani and, uh, yeah. but it was like this, this plane crash. Hey, recruit, come to the guard high school football game. Like it was like the national high school football championships and they had just popped Salmani and then there was like these recruiting videos impeachment trial over here. It was just like uh, plane crash, all of this horrible shit. Yeah. They, they only talk about the negative shit on there. That's That's frustrating from from being over there. It's like when I was there, I was in uh, 16 and 17 and our big, fight was winning back Missoula. Um, it was like the last ISIS stronghold, right? And we spent our whole deployment and we finally had like 96% of it taken back, which was a big deal, right? And we get back and it's like, nobody's heard of Missoula. <laughs> you know, well, like nobody like, covers yeah. it because it's not going to sell Have to the you, news. And What is, uh, where was it? Ramadi? Uh, oh, yeah. Jocko, like I'd never heard of that type of Dude, until book. I mean, that like, was going on when I was get right when I was yeah. getting out of high school. I had no clue. But nobody focuses on the, uh, and I think a lot of that is just because we've been at war for nineteen years. You know, people are wore out. This is going to be the next here. Vietnam. Oh, the war, the wars man. in the Middle East have been longer. Yes, this is the longest year in America's history. You want to yeah. get technical? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man, it's interesting. It's gonna, I, I'm interested. Forty years from now, how we're going to tell this history? Because of how because of how we tell Vietnam now, mm-hmm. right? That is a, a very interesting topic to me. But I don't know, man, because now, like, we have everyone's doing podcasts, and like you can listen to Jocko's podcast and have these firsthand experiences from dudes in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and there's like all this information out there. 
when before I feel like it was easier to get dismissive to get a an agreed upon narrative into a textbook and that textbook into a school system and this is the agreed upon narrative by those in power or whatever the fuck you know but I don't know I just feel like there's a lot of free, it's interesting how much information there is out here and to me the yeah there's gonna that's a good point there's like but then you look at the internet in other countries and how well it's controlled and i feel like people don't realize that how great we have a freedom we have for sure and how much of a battle there could be over the freedom of the internet and how easy it would be to fucking shut that shit down have have, i talked to either one of you dudes about the dark web Mm, i don't know that's a thing you know, okay yeah it is and i knew about it like i knew about the silk roads you and go the, play on it the guy getting popped i mean i know some people bought some drugs on there but <laughs> not me but i found i read a book about it right and found out kind of that it was created by the cia uh, actually by the navy <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah, it's taxpayer subsidized yeah. And there's, it's like a... Eddie Bravo was ran about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's he nuts. listened to the same book, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's taxpayer subsidized. It's got like child porn and shit on there. And I mean, you know, tons of cool shit too. But like we, we are taxpayer subsidizing human sex trafficking. Yeah, that's... Nice. So we can spy on people. Like it, it, it was invented as a spy spy tool, yep. so we could have a secure network. They rapidly got out of hand. I think I read Snowden's uh, book. Uh, oh, dude, I should read that. Or I listened that, to yeah. Snowden's book. Yeah, listen to it. Consume. That's what I always. I say. consumed it. People, good, people hear that good. and they don't know if read yeah. or listen. They don't even look into. I it. consumed the material. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, you're gonna see my keyword because I I've been using that in like my my post a lot. No, dude, I don't know, man. It's I just feel like it very it could very easily swing the other way, and they could, um, you know, or maybe it already has happened. I don't know, but I just feel like right now, if we can keep it fairly fucking free. Cyber law is going to intensify. It's it, got to. Yeah. I mean, I'm just pissed. The, I'm pissed. I got to pay taxes on some additional online purchases that I never paid taxes on. Oh man, we started on taxes. They upset me, dude. Yes, uh, fuck. Like we pay. Uh, being a successful business, like it looks great and everything, but like the tax bracket we are in, it's, it's called holy the shit. Bracket. That's the uh, same one I fall in being a single, no dependents male who makes decent money. Luckily, Cor and I are married, but we don't have dependents. Start claiming my dogs this year. Yeah, I know, right? They, <laughs> like, their combined weight is that of, yeah. a, of another adult. Yeah. I mean... It sucks. Like, I made... <laughs> me and Allison together this year, we made more money than we've ever made, which... And... But I don't feel like it because I just paid a lot more fucking taxes. Yeah. Like, which... I don't know. I... I, I, I guess my real problem is... I don't feel like I have. I don't feel like I have a good enough say into what happens to my tax dollars. I know that I vote for an elected official who decides what happens to my tax dollars, but I don't feel uh, like they adequately represent. Man, we're, uh, what I want my tax dollars to be spent with because Doctor Hausnick was on a while back, uh, and he was talking about if you really wanted to change what you just said about American voting behavior you get rid of the electoral college. 
right yeah it's the only just way the you're, vote yeah the only way that our opinion really is going to be counted is that because I, mean, I vote for somebody and then where do i go vote do, for the and elector they can, and then they can do whatever the fuck they want yeah like they how, don't like, have to represent me i meant to look this up but like how do you become and i just thought about this yesterday so i, I haven't got around to it but how do you how do you, be, how do you become <laughs> an elector like who elects the electors like not you and i no i we're, i didn't receive the option to vote for an elector some things i wish that our elected officials would would literally poll their constituency on on individual fucking things. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, can we? And can they we can have do like that, like cyberly now? Can we have like little elections? Skype it. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But hey, like send little, out mass text for people in this congressional district. How do you feel about medical marijuana? Yeah, I just got my card. Did you? Yeah. Good for you. So you can't buy guns now. That's true. That's I've got like thirty guns. I'll be good, man. <laughs> I'm inheriting all my dad's guns when he passes away. Plus, here's the thing. I can't get a background check, right? Like, I can't. Here, here's what they do. They'll pop you. We did a podcast on this. But here's the deal also is, um, like, Arkansas's uh, carry laws and stuff, I, you, you don't want to get, you don't want to have both of them together at the same time is one thing. Right. If you could avoid it. Which, you know, that's not going to be an issue if you're doing it peacefully in your own home. But um, how, how basically it works is there is a question on the background check of like, do you take any, any federally illegal drugs? Oh, man, that falls under. Yes. Obviously. So if you don't, and people lie on it all the time. But now there's a way to verify if you lied. So you it puts a, you in a, 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 a paradigm of mm -hmm. like, okay, do I want to, uh, you basically just can't get a background check for a gun. Yeah. It's so you no have to big, go to a gun show. It's no big deal. You have somebody, somebody just buy it from an individual. It fucking. But yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I've ever personally been background checked on a gun. Like. Yeah. honestly no. I, they're probably not in your name the ones you have yeah i might I, well like both my handguns my dad bought for so me yeah they're still and, in his name yeah. and he got the background check yeah man i um i really agree with marijuana as a medicine absolutely um, i uh i get frustrated because like in our career um we work for a um in a business that receives federal money through medicare reimbursement so we're not allowed to have any federally illegal substances in our system, even if they were to be legal in our state. Yeah. And so, yeah. but some states are starting to be, um, some company in a state that does not have recreational said that they were not going to test any of their employees. I forget who it was. Yeah. I don't know if EMS can get away with that though. Yeah. Um, well, 20, uh, well now that'll just be state 2020 is supposed to Arkansas is supposed to vote on recreational again. I don't see how but it even, happen with us. Even if it's, medicine. even if it has, it has, it would have to be federally legal because the, the, we're not allowed to have THC in our system, any federally illegal substance in our system yeah. because we receive money from the federal government. Yeah. But I don't know. I see, do you know what I, you know what I think? could happen right like I, I, I we're getting i thought it i thought like i thought with the house bill which got squashed this was what was going to happen i thought trump was going to buck the impeachment federally legalize marijuana and get reelected. <laughs> like because remember the bill that they had um 
I, I think it was a house like a uh, House committee and then the Senate squashed it or vice versa. I can't remember the flow of the legislation, but they had introduced this um, proposed uh, a proposed bill or whatever, something to be voted on to become a law about federal recreational legality and decriminalization and overturning records and all this, all these things that all these other states have started doing, right? But it got squashed in like the next step in the process. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was like, right when all that impeachment stuff was going on, I was like, Trump's not going to get impeached. I mean, he is getting impeached, but he's, he's not, not going to get, get removed, removed from office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's not going to get removed from office and he's going to legalize marijuana. Because why I was thinking is because Joe Biden is out there talking about how bad marijuana is yeah, and like talking about ridiculous. swimming in the pool with kids and then rubbing his leg hair and shit. Fucking I'm just creepy. like, man, that guy creeps me out. I mean, it's just, it's very frustrating to me because I mean, we have... Um, there's people that work in our industry that are on all kinds of fucking prescription medications. Um, fucking Zoloft, Klonopin, which is a benzodiazepine. Uh, benzos are like, terrible. Like dude. they're on potent fucking neuro, like serotonin is a potent neurotransmitter that we have no idea what, what, so we block the fucking reuptake of it so that more of it's on the synapse and it's, 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 I know and we do it for mood, long, dude, for long periods of time. We have no idea what those effects are that we're fucking with your neurotransmitters and then Klonopin and shit like that. And they all have a prescription for it. And so they can take these medicines and do our job. Don't you smoke a joint and are completely <laughs> fucking fine. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's wild, dude. That, it's fucking, it is like, especially on something like a benzo, right? Mm-hmm. Because dude, Benzos are wild. Those things mm-hmm. will just like it's not like the opiate, but you will just like pass out. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know, go, like I know I'm going to low, sleep. I know low doses of clonopin are, are you know you're not just going to pass out, but it's still to me like you can't tell me somebody on all those meds like is not that's not is not altered affecting them when me getting off work and and smoking a fucking joint and you know what I mean like. Yeah, well, that's too. Another thing is like the 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 drugs that you just mentioned only pose perceptible psychological benefits, whereas yeah, no proven medicinal. Yes, right. It's like, hey, you know, this is not to. It's not for, due to a physical ailment, right? Would you say it's like usually like depression mm-hmm. or something, which can have physical right. symptoms, right? Manifesting. Yeah, symptoms. but I don't know, man. It's I know this. I think we tell ourselves a lot of lies, like that. That like we um, like the biggest one that I've been remarking on is how we're like, oh, I just like I would go exercise, but I don't have energy, and it's mm-hmm. like motherfucker, you don't <laughs> have energy because yeah. you are not exercising. Yeah. It is the it is backwards, and it's mm-hmm. so many things like that with our diet and with it's like yeah, you got to take that because you're doing all these other things that mm-hmm. wrecking your dude. If I didn't. Um like he I'm, turns into a little a moody little bitch when he doesn't. If work. I don't fucking work out and eat right, I definitely I have anxiety, I have depression. Dude. I have to really fucking stay on top of my diet. And my Both of us are like man. that. Like Dude, if, I bet if with I can your schedule, keep, it's hard too. I bet it involves a lot of planning. That's why everyone's that. fucking medicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're some of the only ones that aren't fucking medicated. EMS, I mean, you've seen every EMS person where they look like Dude. grossly overweight. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I'm very yeah, passionate about awful. my gut microbiome, and that is fucking that and exercise. I had a earlier, 
Clean did, the did you make sure you have enough fiber? What's crazy yeah, I take a fiber every day. I think being overweight and doing our job is a liability. Same with law enforcement. You know, it's a liability. Uh, so, yeah, it because is, you know, man. and and I I te- we teach some stuff, and I help teach some like combat casualty stuff. And the first thing I say in here, I was like, man, if you guys aren't doing any sort of physical training regimen, I was like, you're a liability for the team. Because if you're overweight and you get shot, not only am I gonna have to try to carry your fat ass out, you're not. But if you were, but how are you gonna carry me out if I get shot? Yes, or like, let's just say we're both having to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you have to do CPR for four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nine times out of ten where we work doing just transfers, you if, if you can just walk to the truck and drive, you can do it. But to me, there's always this, those fucking times where we're you never know. A mountain. You never know when <laughs> variables. In the mulberry. Dude, I've had multiple, <laughs> multiple incidents where I, people... People never die where it's convenient to get no. to them either. They always fucking die in austere, remote in locations the, of single wide trailers. Yeah. It took me ninety minutes back to, get, to get to that helicopter. Down, crash. down Older. steps. I mean, oh, for the there. at the um, the music yeah. festival. Mm-hmm. What was it? Which one was that? Oh. Um, fucking on uh, the mountain phases. Something phases is pretty. I don't know, man. But I mean that. I mean, it took me like, and I'm an in shape dude, man. It took me like ninety minutes. Yeah, so. dude, I heard that was terrible. Yeah, it was rough, but. Yeah, one it was dude dark. It, was it dark outside? Yeah, they, they took off right before it got dark. Damn, bro. What's it like walking up on a helicopter crash? Man, I have bad luck, so that's the third aviation accident. <laughs> was your debris like everywhere? Like in a radius? Um, that one Bryant, wasn't, dude. Man, that one wasn't. So the one that I worked, I've worked a helicopter in two planes, which is cr- like I just have bad luck. Like nobody in Arkansas does that, but uh, the helicopter was, it was pretty well. Where were the planes? Was one of the planes of Harris's oh, no. over here? Yeah, it was done, man. In, yeah, in Pottsville. Yeah, we're down. Fuck. There's not much. I, think I used to work for Robert, dude. Yeah. For a year, I worked for Robert. Today's the one year anniversary for Swap yeah, Flight 14 Swap crash. 14. Yeah. Damn, well, this man. one, this one, the the uh, remains were pretty well intact, and I think the NTSB investigation. I don't know if it's out yet or not. And that one guy's still alive, man. Yeah. That's a lucky mm-hmm. dude. Oh my was God. he super injured? Yeah, he was really injured, and. That was kind of a weird story because I responded civilianly on my job, and then uh, we ended up hoisting him out with medevac. Were you like at the show? At the were you just no, on I got call? Dis- dispatched from Clarksville, so we were working, and they requested uh, additional resources, so we showed up, and then I ended up hoisting him out of the forest with the National Guard because we couldn't hike him out. You get to drive super fast. No, oh, we um, we people only are crazy man. We only drive um, ten miles over the ten miles over the post speed limit. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. <laughs> Only when we're running lights and sirens. If we're not running emergent, we go to the speed limit. That's good. Yeah. But no, driving fast doesn't actually save you time. What saves you time is when you have your lights and sirens on, being able People to go around traffic. Yeah. Like you don't have to stop at stoplights. People are crazy and don't move and like. And you know, the longer the distance is, the more it matters. But in in shorter distances, five ten miles an hour isn't as big. It might. Is two minutes going to save your life? Probably not. Yeah, for real. Like, yeah, I've noticed that, like, you'll be, like, driving uh, long distance and you get to, like, the next stopping point and you're, like, right next to the person yeah. you passed, <laughs> like, three hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I always see those, like, volunteer firefighters that, like, put all the lights <laughs> all on the truck. They're crazy, ass, dude. I've worked a wreck. I've, uh, one or two wrecks are volunteer firefighters wreck trying to get somewhere. Yeah. Hey. 
rescue randy man they, they get excited too, man. I, but that's love good it. that we have those guys yeah and you know, we give County them shit the we give them shit but they are the, they those are dudes would fucking do anything the for you. you know there's a big mennonite group in johnson county oh cool those volunteer firefighters they come oh, up and they God. show up in force 14 bro. of them every time super ready to work want to help they're amazing cousin jacob yeah, they, they all they have a weird accent yeah yeah they they have life down man that did you say i saw some viral video the other like two weeks ago about like 250 amish um men move a barn like a hundred oh yards. yeah i saw <laughs> that <laughs> and they're just like it's crazy <laughs> that's teamwork man for sure man, like you never one thing i've realized i realized in my little time i've been in this career is like i i can't find a rhyme or reason to like why why you die or you don't die or, or, or I've, I've seen to me it just seems like chaos like chance of how the energy gets dispersed like uh like i've worked motorcycle wrecks where like a, a husband and a wife was on the back a wife was on the back husband was driving they get in a wreck the husband's dead at point of contact the wife got thrown 40 feet and she don't even have a broken bone shit like that and then uh. a similar circumstance same type of wreck and they're both dead or you know like uh, I, yeah it just seems random it does and then like you talk about time like we like two minutes doesn't make a difference or whatever like i worked a call one time this lady was mowing her yard started having chest pain she's probably in her 60s she goes in call the ambulance we we get there the firefighters are in there it's in russellville here over off pittsburgh i think but she's sitting on her couch complaining of chest pain the phone rings it's her daughter she's like hey the ambulance is here i'm having chest pain blah blah she hangs up the phone Boom. and then she says i feel like i'm gonna pass pass out and she just goes unconscious she's in v-fib cardiac arrest ventricular fibrillation so we just yeah. immediately fucking shock her she comes right back to consciousness <laughs> anyways between that moment and the time I got to the hospital, I was in the house for seven minutes and I was in route to the hospital for seven minutes. I, during that time, I shocked her five times. She died five times and came back. And by the time we were at the hospital, she was able to tell him her date of birth and who she was and all that type of shit. What did she see while she was on the other I side? I didn't get to that. I didn't get <laughs> that far with her. We're too busy trying to save her. We were talking about <laughs> um, that today. I was like, uh, is anybody in this class died before? Yeah. <laughs> and nobody said anything. I was like, yeah. Well, some people say they did, and they saw things, and I don't know if we should believe them. Yeah, but like, what would have happened? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get if I got saying. there ten minutes or like, yeah. But who fucking knows, man? Like, who knows? Yeah, you like, wouldn't have known if she would just, just. Oh wow! Because there, there's so many times where we get, I get called for a cardiac arrest, and you get there, and and they've already died, you know. And if if you would have been right around the corner, you know, maybe it would have been different. I don't fucking know. What if they just, just passed out like right as you walked in the door, and you assumed they'd been dead for longer? So well, you, you, we go through our process. Yeah, and, there's a way okay. to figure out if somebody's recently dead or old dead. Well, yeah, like well, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like they're rigoring dead, up. Yeah. And I mean, stuff. we're gonna do the same. Like if we go in, like we're gonna do the same thing. Like we're gonna we're gonna work for 20 minutes regardless so okay, okay that's, that's what we uh, yeah, but there's processes there's a process yeah, there there's an algorithm yeah man our whole job is if if you wanted and people do make a full 20 year career out of just following point a b c d you know algorithms yes um, see that's why we have to watch our language on the podcast because the, algorithms, the algorithms, <laughs> man. algorithms okay so they really do they can scan a video 
for a word. Keywords. That's not Isn't that wild? That is wild. Yeah, that, that blows I, my mind. Really that they I finally figured out a way. Have we demonetized you, you yet? No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> okay. Is this your new tattoo yeah. you got over here? Can yeah. I see that? Yeah. Is that a mushroom? Yeah. <laughs> is it not? Oh, okay. No, it's a flower petal. Okay. Yeah, it's it's it looks real bad. It's peeling. The side of the ball. Oh, that's sick, dude. Okay. Wow. Wow. It's got like a clock thing going. Is that a clock? Yeah, it's a clock. Uh, the Roman numerals. Yeah. I can read Roman numerals. Will be the 14th. Fuck yeah. XIV. I yeah. love it. It looks good. He's that's really it, missing rolling, but. I know. Because I got to take. He told yeah. me about two weeks or so. Yeah, yeah. What are you putting on it? Like a, uh, Aquaphor right yeah, now. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Cora just, uh, you know, she, have you seen her tattoo right here? Uh-uh. She's got the flower of life right here. And it's like, it's a lot of ink. Yeah. But Aquaphor was good for her. And she's got like a little mushroom right here. Mm-hmm. From the side, from here, the side of that looks like a, oh, uh, this part right here looks like, yeah. looks like a mushroom. That's why I kept looking at it and thinking it was like a toadstool. <laughs> that was like, cool. <laughs> Yeah, but it's so weird. Corey got this little toadstool on her hand, man. I was like, all right, go cool, whatever. <laughs> Dude, I've always wanted to get trees on my arm, like a forest. And I was thinking the other day, like, I could do, like, the trees, and I can have, like, a wolf pack in it, and it's, like, my family. That'd be sick. That would be cool. That'd be sick. I, I like how I've seen some people do something like that, with like a, like a sun or or in some trees and like a body of water or something like, but like inside of like a diamond, oh. right? Or the like ones that. inside the, like Frax the some fractal yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Cool. I like that. I could be like the alpha wolf, just like stoically standing there. And then I want my wife's wolf character to be right beside me, just like gnarled up, like snarled. <laughs> like she's she is like, crazy. Yeah. No, just because she is really. Has your wife been in the gym yet? I know I haven't no. met her I just because she's fucking badass and I just want it to be her to be represented fucking badass on there like she's the one that's like more verbally like don't fuck with this wolf pack, bad, you know yeah, what I mean have you seen have you seen how wolves um like uh female wolves will like act like they're cowering and they're really protecting the neck of the yeah, yeah that's yeah, it that's, that's cool. cool it is yeah uh, so how long how long you and Avery been together dude uh like a long time two years yeah yeah cool she's awesome yeah, yeah. man she's had such a big family doesn't she yeah it's wild family. it's wild yeah. like like i like like every time i i like try and like think if i can think of all their names no. i'm like all right we got we got logan we got cassie <laughs> like, like i like go through them, i'll yeah. go through them and then i might like, no i'm forgetting one man but, i thought it was real cool uh testament to you guys when you saw her the other day you hadn't seen her in like you know since she oh yeah out. yeah but not once did you record or bring up her not being at the gym you uh, know you're like yeah if she which wants is to like, come she will we won't that's like her about it polar opposite from our experiences you know and yeah so it's really i mean that spoke a lot to me it's like you guys were just like worried about her and wondering what she was doing that you know yeah I mean, really, that's like our approach is like uh, low pressure. Like, why should there be pressure involved in any of that? Like, we don't do contracts. Everybody I know thinks that's super controversial. And I'm like, yeah, do you enjoy updating their shit every year? Like, I got people that have been on auto for like 10 years. (laughs) I haven't had to make this one time. To me, if you do, if you to me like not having a for me it works out perfect to me you're like, trapping people you trap people on the front end so you're in contract you're i think you're less likely to fucking keep them yeah. for 10 years than if you are on the front if you're just doing the right fucking thing and 
and letting your product speak for itself and your environment speak for itself then if they want to be there they'll be there for fucking a long time i agree man that's that's always been my approach and it's like why would you want anybody there anyway the only reason they're there is because they're under contract well that's just it or the only reason they're there is because to the owner they represent a dollar sign right like I, I do not like that about uh, this industry. It's because it's like that. It, it's an industry thing, yeah, right? It's a business. But it's like I never thought about it that way. I never was like, oh yes, this many students is this many thousands of dollars. Like I just never. And then too, I actually like somewhat recently with somebody like real close to me who's like, um. You know, I respect what they have to say. They're in the business, but I was just like, look, I do not have your approach. But yet my approach works. I was like, I don't look at the numbers. I don't focus on the numbers. I don't think about the numbers. I don't obsess or dwell on the numbers. And man, damn it, if if shit didn't turn out better (laughs) than yours, you know, is basically what I was saying. I was like, I have a hundred more students than you. Like I had to say that to this person because they were like, you need to do a better job about taking attendance and shit. I was like, what is this like eighth grade? You know, like, do I need to check that into Blackboard, too? Like, <laughs> funny how he felt like he need, needed to give you advice. Yeah, well, man, that's... There, people think that the, the hierarchy sometimes of, like, uh, the skill also crosses over to business. Gotcha. Man, that, you know? gotcha. that bothers yeah. me because, like, everybody has something to offer. For and sure. you, all three of us can look at something a different way, and that doesn't mean that any one of us is wrong. Oh, uh, no. And honestly, um, I'm just more like, oh, fuck, three ideas. Yeah. We have three ideas now. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> but, man, that has always been, like, I've never tried. Uh, well, when I first got going, I would try and, uh, like, really rapid fire, like, I got a good idea. I just thought of this out of nowhere. I don't know if it's going to work. Let's do it. It never worked hard. <laughs> Sometimes it did. But That's how I feel doing jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, right? Like when I bounced off McMillan the other day. <laughs> yeah. But man, this honestly, um, taking things that were like oh man, I heard this other school and that's what they do and I really like that and it works for them. Like that's the kind of stuff that I've been able to employ to I think make things better but it was always something that like appealed to me that was already in place and usually appealed to me along the lines of like oh this is really good team building community like fostering the stuff that everybody pays a lot of lip service to I feel like but doesn't really yeah it's one of those talking points but you actually do do that yeah when y'all do, I mean, Project War is a great example. I, I feel like a lot of times when people are just talking like that, they're they're explaining the idea of what they want it to be like in their head. They're not exactly explaining the reality of it. And I yeah. think we're, a lot of us are guilty with that. Oh, yeah. Man, and that's... I think as long as your motives and intentions are good, nothing else really matters. That's kind of like what it boils down to to me. It's like, if, if I was like super greedy and was like, you're the only I just want these people's money like mm-hmm. I don't think that's the way to be yeah. uh, and I've never been that way because like uh, I was like broke as fuck for a long time <laughs> super broke the whole time I was doing this for uh, until like the last couple of years really 
Uh, but it was just always building and upgrading and putting back in and building and still doing that because we just bought a $400,000 building. But it was like always like uh, means to continue to improve and give back. Like some mm-hmm. people never make upgrades to their facilities mm-hmm. for like 20 years. Like I know people like that. And I'm like, or they'll make moderate upgrades or they'll like be in too, like, too small of a location or something like that. And I'm like, it's not it's not that we're trying to like run this big model like we just keep like growing and growing so it's like we just run out of space and we could have poor well, customer service i go guess go in there in the kids class and you'll know you need a new space yeah <laughs> i know dude man the more i learn the more i realize i don't fucking know shit yeah exactly and i just i just try to be um that's the more you train jujitsu too the more you you do jujitsu the more you realize i don't know anything yeah yeah i know nothing i was i was telling uh joking about a white belt the other day with somebody no offense yeah we're white belts, but man. i was yeah. like we this dude doesn't even know if he has closed guard or if he's under mouth <laughs> okay <laughs> like i was like using it as a metaphor but i had seen that happen to somebody they were under mount trying to do the sit-up sweep and i was like keep working buddy you're doing good get out of there but yeah that's a common thing i uh and too like notice i watch the kids like that he had the kids roll they make mistakes like that all the time it's a, what's cool is watching them roll and then figuring it out and then figuring out what works for them yeah like especially with kids it's like you get to see the little light bulbs click you know? i like that man we teach like the kids uh like eight different throws right and they Dude, I don't um, know eight different throws <laughs> well like man they like this one little girl she's got like super long hair her name's Blair but she's like she's like eight and she's just so so proper till she grabs that gi yeah but dude she she <laughs> got in on a hip throw and threw somebody and she was telling me about it. she's like I threw someone today it was very big <laughs> and I was like what? it was very big I like what do you it, mean boy and she's I like she's like Give, you know it they went they went really fast over and that was describing it to me and like hit her with this nasty hip throw man dude my daughter's favorite thing is to show people that she knows how to do a rear naked choke (laughs) nice and my boy actually got in trouble at school yesterday for um the note said he got on yellow and it said bo was hitting his friends and I had a little conversation with him. I was like, Bo, we can't hit our friends. Like, I know me and you play around and we hit each other and stuff, but we can't hit our friends. He's like, okay. But me and you. It was but, I can, <laughs> but I can do fight them jujitsu, right? In his little four-year-old, three-year-old voice, he's like, okay, but we can fight jujitsu, right? I was like, no, <laughs> no, not at school, buddy. Not at school. <laughs> it was funny. Me and Cody, we, we were rolling the other day at Project Warrior, and uh, we like to slap a little when we're rolling yeah yeah I do. and uh we were doing it and uh, i guess they were like mcmillan had two teenagers who were in there and they were like what what's going on they're hitting each other mcmillan's like well they're pretty good friends <laughs> it's all right i think piker gets a lot of fulfillment of me being mounted on him striking him in the face i think he really i like to do that from rear life. mount dude get somebody on their belly that's my one of my favorite spots to flatten somebody is get them on their belly with rear mount and start slapping them you just need to know the reality i got knocked out with a slap one time flash knockout damn it was uh humiliating but it happens uh check this out i just got a text from randy from the gym brown belt Uh um lovato rafael Mm -hmm. oklahoma oklahoma city uh justin wren trains out of his gym shout out to project warrior yeah yeah he was um 
on Joe Rogan's podcast today and is talking about how he has a brain disease and that Justin Wren? No, no, no. That he has the tape or the parasite or whatever. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Lovato uh, found out before his last fight and wasn't cleared until the week before. But he has some sort of degenerative brain disease or damn. something. Yeah, oh, shit. damn. We gotta watch that later, guys. Episode eighty nine. Joe right. Rogan's MMA show. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude. That's scary. It, yeah. It's been, it's been real. Let's, uh, let's like, uh, think about wrapping it up. We've had a lot of great conversation. <laughs> yeah. I've tried, I, I tried not like we're letting it run dry or anything, but I've kind of like formed a strategy to like try and cut it off before it gets to that awkward yeah, point. Yeah. Not like we're there you. or anything, but, um, Dude, I'd podcast every podcast three hours, but I don't know how, how good of views I get on those long ones. Who cares? I don't care. I don't know, dude. I'm not really doing it for views. I don't know. This is my first time, man. I feel like we kind of bounced all around. I probably sound like an idiot. I don't know. Nah, I liked it. It's good. You know, a little afternoon conversation. Yeah. But, man, that's cool, too. Like, I have learned so many, uh, being exposed to so many cool ideas of sitting in this room, talking to people. I can't wait till the we get the new studio set up. It's going to be like, it's easily four times the size of this, right? Like, uh, I, f I feel like, maybe not f uh, width, but we knocked out that wall. And you going to put it on that sidewall over there? Yeah, oh, with the cool. the glass yeah. entry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we're, bo we're boxing that in. Oh, cool. And we knocked out the room in the room. And we just have to reconfigure the ceiling back. Well, man, I mean, I appreciate the invite. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we'll have to do it again sometime. I mean, yeah. I feel like uh, normally you have like high level jujitsu guys and PhDs and shit in here. That's true. I don't know what kind of value we brought, but <laughs> yeah. hey, I appreciate the invite. Hey, well, civil servants, you guys are. E EMS. Oh, because we do, we're yeah. paramedics. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, too, like, that's one thing, like, I haven't got to do as much of this, but just like, not like I'm calling you dudes common folks or anything, but like, yeah. like electricians. We, we are. We're just normal. We do normal a trade. Our trade well, is dude, how would society be without yeah. people like that, without law enforcement, without lawyers, without yeah. teachers, without... So like, man, I really want to sit down with like plumbers and electricians mm -hmm. and like, dude, like... Uh, fascinating to me how the hierarchy within the trades works mm -hmm. about like journeyman master and apprentice and cool. stuff you know and it's I, fucking backbone of america man it is and like man maybe this podcast can serve uh some people some ideas uh yeah. about you know well we're i mean we specialize in trade uh pre-hospital emergency medicine and what we're good at is i mean basically we can stay calm in your in your worst day your worst emergency your worst moment we can stay calm and get you to the fucking hospital man did it did it take you so while to get conditioned to that maybe i know you probably have been you know seen some different things man, i think we things. talked about this the other day and i think some people are just genetically predisposed to yeah. handle stuff more i, I think, think it can be learned i think there's that but i consciously try to train it since day one yeah I have to. through through breathing like uh yeah, when i get yeah, in a situation I just fucking anytime I, I talk on the radio I take two deep breaths because I do not want to sound hectic on radio mm -hmm. no matter what's going on and that subconsciously you know that's going to calm me down just breathing it does I and just it, took a breath and you said that and I feel better yeah. right but it, that's like the because you don't want to get in fight or flight you, it's really easy to get worked up and then you got blinders on and you and you lose so much access to critical complex problem solving thought if you can take that breath and stay calm you can still think critically you can make a better decision man yeah 
Yeah. So we, I try to train that, but like he said, I think some people just naturally are better at that than others. But I don't know what that is. And we, right? I, we joke, so like some people think it's like responders. Me and Cody show up on a scene; it could be really bad, and me and Cody are going to be joking. It's not that we're not taking it serious, but yeah, it's, it's getting it's like just little. It's getting right. me thinking, you know, not freaking out. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes things can be hints, uh, tense, and you can just say one little Snapping witty, out of one it. little witty comment to your partner, and then all of a sudden, you're like, okay, yeah, okay, we can, <laughs> everything's okay. <laughs> yeah. Man, I can't. That's well, that's another reason. Like this, the it challenges me to think, and and other people is this like. It's like like with all the listening to the books, man. It's uh, it allows you to empathize by looking at other points of view, seeing into other people's worlds, what it might be like in their shoes. Mm -hmm. Like that's as close as we can get. It's so like important. hearing these things of like occupational hazards or whatever you want to call them. Like I mean. I just don't I don't come across those things, but they're valuable to me to know. Uh, so I can have empathy towards those groups. Like I was saying earlier, like I remember when I thought I would have thought super negatively only, oh, you, f you fucking druggy or doing, oh, yeah. doing Oxycontin. Yeah. Like, are you fucking idiot? And just like, didn't get it. It's easy. I did it's, not get the, that's the easy way of thinking. It's it, yes. if you just, it's easy to naturally fall into those thought patterns. It takes more work to, to try to truly empathize with someone and see where they're coming from and, and realize that the only thing that separates me from being the, the life I have a couple different major life events. And I'm just like that person that you're stereotyping. Yeah. Like, we talked about that the other last shift. We had a call where it was a, uh, somebody was a drug addict and stuff. And I was like, we were talking like, man, I was probably two decisions at one point in my life coming back from my deployment. I had, I probably didn't make the smoothest transition, got divorced and stuff like that, man. I was probably like two decisions away from that being me. Yeah, and it like hits yeah. home, you know? Yeah. Like we're, I just, you know, I, I try to look at every person like that person could be me with like just different life decisions, a couple of different life decisions. Oh like yeah. Easily. You, you guys, I shared uh, an article about that. Like you've seen the the movies the mighty ducks yeah, yeah. oh yeah i saw that and goldberg man <laughs> fell off the wagon huh <laughs> oh, there's a guy that comes to the gym right now he looks like goldberg and i call him goldberg <laughs> Not but more. yeah yeah i feel bad for that dude uh but he'd like that was going on like a year ago and it's just resurfaced mm -hmm. freaking sad man jujitsu yeah. will save you though give you an outlet it can, man. It truly can. Like, uh, martial arts in general has done a lot of great things for my life. I can't say enough good things about it. Like, that is really my motivation in doing that is just like, yeah, it's great for me. Maybe it'd be great for you guys, too. Uh, because it's great for me, I'm going to be doing this. If you want to join the party, you may. Yeah. See Corey at the front desk. Man, like, I've, <laughs> I've only been training a year and a half, man, but it is um, – like, I played football and did track and field in high school and stuff, and um, – I feel like it is feeling feeling some type of void that I didn't know that I had. I don't know how to describe it. Does. It, like, it uh, does. It does. It satiates a very primal yeah, sort of. Like I can go and fucking get after it with a grown man in the gym in a full contact type of environment. Just get after it and just be covered in sweat, sore shit, like choked out 10 Sleep times like a baby that night and i just leave there just feeling so good man like i left it all in there you know and it does feel kind of primal to me like it, it, it is like i think it's something to do with like our genetics i think mm -hmm. that like the um 
all of the hunting and gathering and thousands of years of, of rugged living and like yeah. having to do that sort of stuff to survive out of necessity. It's wired into us. It is. And I feel like people don't recognize that. And I feel like it's where a lot of this fucking negative little bitch energy from people comes from sometimes like this fucking talking shit and diva type drama behavior from males you know, oh, I mean, did you guys see that like post Cora made about why do all men think they can fight? Yeah, I saw that. Did yeah. you see then, Jeff Woods' response? <laughs> huh. All right, here. I'll let me read this. I saw her one about two belts. She was. I feel like people don't don't really understand where they're at. Oh, for sure. I would. I would. I would have died a hundred times on the mats if it was real life. Oh Thousands. yeah, and that's <laughs> what really that's what really humbles you. And trying as hard as you can. Oh yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like. I could try as hard as I want with you, Brian, and you're going to kill me every time. You'll catch me one time. Yeah. You, like, really? Like, anymore, you, you I tell will. people this. That's like, I texted you're him good. after John beat me up. I was like, man, in 13 years, I've got his number. I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> dude. That's, you got to play the long game. Yeah. Well, the other day, he was like, man, will we ever be good at jiu-jitsu? And I was like, bro, we're already good at jiu-jitsu. Look at somebody who's never done it before. Yeah. We're good. We go through spurts where like some days I'll be like, man, I, we suck. We're never going to get. And then other days he'll be like, man, we're awful. But well, and even if we ever become black belts, we're still going to feel like we're awful. Yeah. I kind of like, here's like the, the big mode of thinking where I'm at. Like when things happen or whatever, if I tap or anything like that, I'm like, why did that happen? Like, that's just like my mindset. Uh, the last like couple of years, really. I'm like, why did that happen? Not like, like beating myself up or anything like that it's just like oh, oh man maybe yeah i don't beat myself maybe up maybe i and should focus on my arm triangle defenses more right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah why did that happen why was my the arm last on time? the mat? yeah you know it, it it's like you oh, that's happened twice recently why i don't get mad at myself anymore because it's just i don't uh, know enough you know and i don't have enough time on the mats to it'll it'll all it'll all come together like i think about being a paramedic and how many hours i put into that i was like I, I just don't have very many hours. Yeah, I don't. I think medicine and jujitsu correlate a lot in that. If I oh, ever feel yeah. like I ran a perfect call, I need to quit. And if I ever feel like I did a round and did everything right, I need to just hang up because I, it's never ending. Academia is like that too. Like just like what I was saying about Mesopotamia, man. I had really put together some good shit, and then I like got this new book today, and I was like, <sighs> I didn't know any of this about the Uruk period. <laughs> Holy crap! Dude, here's what Jeff Wood said about why dudes are like aggressive and like, you know, stereotyping against dudes right now. But uh, so Cora's like, why do all men think they can fight? It's so ridiculous. And and he says, uh, great question. Men men learn to avoid conflict with bravado at an early age. They fake prowess to hold rivals at bay and assure females they are adequate protectors like all primates and most mammals. <laughs> For me, it was far easier to look like you can fight, convince yourself you'd pass if tested because of other games you played like football or led a business or got good grades and allow your ego to protect your masculine identity by convincing you that you can fight than actually fighting. So we apply these things from yeah. other aspects of life to fighting. I fought like most boys a few times when I was young. I liked wrestling with my dad and friends, but I mostly avoided fights and faked it. I think humans intuitively know fighting is unpredictable, but want to be in control. Uh, they are most afraid of finding out they are not in control than proving they are. Mm. So they just go on faking it. 
I got to the point where I needed proof to put me at ease. I knew I, I knew I was a fake and didn't want to be a fake anymore. Mm. That's why he's saying he's like that in martial knowledge. Dude. <laughs> it, it is that is that is like one of the like like twelve people love that comedy. Dude, he, that's so true though, man. It yeah, is. That's it. a deep assessment of that because. Um, I see that all the time. Mm. And like then like you'll you'll see that person roll with like John and like I, I'll just go over and console him like, Hey, we need to calm down. We need to slow <laughs> it down here, guys. Don't slow him down, man. I like it. Yeah. No, no I've tried to say that because like, well, the other studio gets aggressive and then somebody like John oh, will like yeah. oh, good. You're done. It's They'll good stomp them out. It's good to have and, people. And then their then their whole the whole yeah. system of what of what he's talking that we build. Like I was that way too. I was like, man, I'm just, I'll be fine. I got in a fight. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then it's like that's what we were talking. That's why I wanted to bring that up. It's like we realize that first mm-hmm. that we will not. We will not be fine. Like it's too unpredictable. What yeah. bothers me too is you see a lot of people now, especially around here. They carry, uh, like they'll carry a pistol all the time. Oh yeah. I'm it's like, common. what are you? I mean, I under, I mean, I can still carry, but like. If I'm doing something at the gym, like what's the? That's why, why I, I need, stop conceal carrying. It's I, like what is possibly going to happen? Somebody tried to single leg me one time walking across the mat in a pair of wind pants, and I had my my uh, 380 on, and I was just like, "There's a gun pointed at your head right through my waistband right now," because yep. you're trying to be you stupid. Like I'm trying to fix the heavy bag over here. I remember it vividly because I was just like, "Ah!" And I just feel like you're gonna what it a lot of it what it leads to is a lot of people carrying that don't train properly with it nope. and they do zero physical training so they're going to be way more scared in when an altercation ensues oh, and yeah. more likely to well, yeah, use yeah. that weapon in an unsafe manner also taking a life is no like coming to terms with that people don't realize they don't i, th- I think that yeah yeah the on down the road shit you know like there's a good book called, uh Re, Re, Les Grossman or Lex, Colonel Grossman he wrote a book on uh, the psychology on killing he okay, was yeah, I've heard of that I've heard it's of that. a good book but he talks a lot in depth about people will not kill and like he breaks down battles where um, people were reloading muskets 20 times with the round in it not firing it they don't want to kill and, yeah. and then I also look at people who carry like these you know they'll be like a 21 year old little stud looking dude and he's got like a full size Glock on his hip and I'm like you would never take a life <laughs> you know like I can see you can see in your eyes, eyes. like you would never or they would pull it when they don't need to or they would pull it when they don't need to you know what i mean it's just i don't like a lot of it yeah we were supposed to wrap this up guys yeah (laughs) no hey yeah no that's (laughs) dude all good well bros i appreciate your time uh and uh so we'll see you on the mats if not before yeah bro sounds good thank you thanks for signing off good times peace